The James Whale Show. I want that call. What will happen is Ian Lee will come in and take over. And Ian, Ian will get the call. This will change your life. You know, this is it. Good evening. What yeah. call? No, no. A call hasn't in, hang on, it's coming in and we're yeah. flipping. Who's that? it going to be? Is it Paul from Stoke Poges? You no, can have him. No, no, no. I don't want anyone we've talked to before when it said, but oh, we get, we get epiphany. mental sort of yeah, epiphanies. Epiphany. You can get a cream for that now. Yeah. yeah. And now they're I all like coming. It. I like now, it. Yeah. now this is, hang on just a minute. Hello. Take them. Go, go late. Go late. Hello. Hello. Who's that? It's Bob. Bob. Have you got the dog, Bob? I've got no dog, no curtains. I'm driving a cab. Oh, well, that, no, I oh. think it was you, though. <laughs> it get, might, get yeah, that's call. it. Go it to the next call. I, I was kind of having, having visions of getting home and seeing the dog and the yellow curtains. Oh, right. So oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Oh. Connected all have kind you, of in the brain. Have you got a girlfriend or a wife? Or a pizza in the box? I got both. Wow. <laughs> this guy's a okay. player. <laughs> yeah. She's a, no, no, it's just one of them. She's I, a girlfriend. Oh, know. okay. I'm just wondering who this other bloke I'm seeing at your place is at the moment. Him. Can you oh. see that? Are you having an epiphany in your front parlour? Are he, you a swinger, Bob? He, his name's not Paul, is he? Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. He's got a T-shirt with a big P on. Yes. I, I bet he has. I knew it. Um, all I'm, along. I'm sorry, I mate. I am sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Listen, stay. I'll tell you what. Good. You'll be better in the long run. Stay yeah. on the line yeah. and and talk to Ian. No, no, I don't, don't want to hear You don't want to. You say life sounds miserable. No. But he might actually need some sort of help after realising that Paul is in the. I want to speak to Paul. With his wife. Paul sounds like the winner. Call us, Paul. Yeah, Paul's done all right. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
on tonight? Does anyone know? Is there... Nothing's happening in the world of politics that, that could be discussed in three minutes. Instead, it gets stretched out for three bloody hours. And all of the um, uh, callers who uh, we have banned come crawling out of the woodwork to make their dull little points about Brexit. I'm confused. Oh, yeah, I know, Christo, you've got, you've got a lot of calls coming up, so I'm just going to make my 18 points very quickly. Get lost, losers. A three-hour show about a two-minute conversation My God, we don't get paid, but, 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 we are glad to be back tonight. It, uh, can someone confirm that the rumour's true? Jonathan from Swansea found the show last night. Ian Lee, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Sam's answering your phone calls. Pete's the first person that's called in. Good evening, Pete. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hey, Pete. What you got for us, Pete? Oh, it's Pete, Pete. He, oh! Oh, my God, it's Wednesday. It oh. is Wednesday. Oh, shoot. We were watching, um, Sex Clinic. All right, hang on. Oh, God. Oh, this is terrible. Oh. I, I, I had to watch this, and you weren't even watching it. Shut your face. You watch it so we don't have to. Daddy, hang on. Here we go. Job. It's time for the correspond the apprentice correspondent update with Pete Peace. That's Pete Peace. Away you go, Pete Pete. Uh, yeah, so tonight beep, was beep. the just let them use Google task. Google doesn't Google doesn't exist in the world of the apprentice. See, that cut that was kind of acceptable when it started 15 years ago mm. but now it makes no sense I know, I know they're not allowed to use the internet because it would, wouldn't make great telly well but, a load of people looking at their phones probably in the wrong way because they use their phones yeah, in the wrong way yeah. rather than running around on a fool's errand they were looking at the phones with their ears, so they'll, they'll actually be doing it the right way to you do a phone call. Get this, but. get this, Pete, right? We recorded a little bonus bit for the other show that Catherine and I do, The Rabbit Hole. We recorded a little bonus bit for the next episode of The Rabbit Hole, which is going out tomorrow morning? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Little bonus bit, right? Um, we recorded it on a telephone because you can record, we've recorded stuff for the BBC on a telephone before and broadcast it. That's how great <laughs> telephones are. So we did it on Catherine's phone and she turned it on, she t turned the re voice recorder bit on <laughs> and then she started speaking into the earpiece like a bell end. Well, you know why? No, I don't. Because I never apprentice my phone. And I said, you, you, I said, speak into the microphone. She said, where's that? So it's the bit that you speak into when you're making a phone call. <laughs> She's a professional <laughs> broadcaster. Well, I never look at my phone when I'm speaking into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is why you've been Samira Ahmed and you get less uh, Samira Ahmed in. <laughs> this means you get less money than me. Fewer money. F fewer money, fewer money, less pounds, fewer money than me for the same job. We'll talk about that a bit later on because um, I, I find that whole thing absolutely fascinating. I've got cards on the table. I know Samira a bit uh, and I sent her an email wishing her luck. Uh, but I find it fascinating. Pete, please, yep. mate, would you do your update? Because I'm having to do a lot of filling here. <sighs> I'm having to do a lot of filling, Peter, while you should be updating. All right, fine. They had to go around Oxford and Cambridge to find a bunch attitude. of items. They had to go around Oxford and Cambridge to find a bunch of items. Now he's uh, being sarcastic. sarcastic. I can hear it. <laughs> oh, dripping gonna, in sarcasm. Uh, he's going to be dripping in blood in a minute. <gasps> Pete. I mean... That's actionable. Uh, no, it's not. If oh, you try and sue me, I'll kill you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, so that they, one might be, actually. That last line might be about the murder. Yeah, yeah. Could okay. you not just threaten to dump through his letterbox like you do to other people? I've done that already. It had no effect on him. I literally did it. Pete, I think one of my housemates picked it up. Please, <laughs> please 
I'm having, me and Catherine are having to do so much work here to fill this tawdry excuse for an apprentice correspondent update. So for the love of all that is holy, please, mate, just finish the update and go. They run, they run around like blue ass flies for an hour and then someone who I didn't know had been in the show got fired. Thank you very much indeed, Peter. <laughs> that is pretty much The Apprentice. Yeah. There's every week for the last five years I watch it and I go, who's that? I've never seen that person before. I only know, right, there's that angry man that got told to watch his temper. Yes. There's the girl who talks like that who yeah. actually is surprisingly good sometimes. The only name and then I there's know J-Lo. Is, the only name I know is Lottie Lyon. Oh, Lottie Lyon. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Can I tell you one interesting thing about the election? And, and, you and, can try. No, I can. This is interesting. I'd like to get the um, comparative stats, right? There is genuinely one... Interesting thing about this election. Over 50 MPs have said they're not standing and they're going to resign. Gosh. Over 50. Now, that seems to me a lot. It, well, it is a lot. It is a lot. And I'm just wondering how that compares. I wonder if there is any other ele- general election in the past, let's say, 100 years, where there is a comparable amount of uh, MPs. Quite high pro- some low, Some ones you've never heard of. Amber Rudd. Amber Rudd, um, and is it, is it Nikki Morgan, is the culture secretary? She's stepping down. Is it Nikki Morgan? Have I got a name right? Is it, is it, is it, is it? Keep your fingers crossed, guys. Let's check. Keep your fingers crossed. And I just wondered, and maybe this is something we could look at in the background during the show. She won't stand for re-election. Nikki Morgan. Mm -hmm. Is, is, in the last 100 years, is there a comparable amount of MPs that have, that's a huge percentage. Now, I, I, I would love to speak to one of these MPs. We probably can't now until after, after the election, but one of these people who is standing down or is resigning, um, why? And I'm sure there are loads of reasons. I'm sure there has been, we know that some of them have had threats of violence. We know that some of them are unhappy with the, the way that language has changed in political debate. We know that some are unhappy with the fact that we haven't left the European Union yet. Some are unhappy with the fact that it looks like we probably are going to leave the European Union at some point with a, a, a situation that is significantly worse than what we have as members of the European Union. That's a fact. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's a fact. Um, but it's over 50. And the election was announced yesterday. So this is in tw- 30 hours. I don't know what time the vote was. I couldn't give it stuff. This is in 30 hours. I reckon that number's going to rise significantly. Doesn't that seem incredible? Genuinely fascinating that uh, when, when I heard that uh, today as I was driving yeah. in. Um, and they seem to be, you know, I think that Nikki Morgan was only in the last hour or two hours that she said, actually, yeah, do you know what? I've had enough. I think she's standing down because um, she d- doesn't like the fact that we haven't left the European union yet um i think that's that's incredible and it's a real indicator these are of of how messed up the whole political system is i'm finding it very difficult to get a boner to get an election erection for a christmas election i mean geez by the way let's go and see a movie on december the 12th because we ain't going to be in they're going to get a grown-up or christo fufas I'm friends with Christo, but I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't get paid for that. I mean, really, wow. Okay. Um, so we'll have that that night. We, we can have one. Uh, but it, 
uh, th- th- so many standing down. What yeah. is going on? And just think of the the, the plebs that are going to come and fill their places. Nikki Morgan saying in this letter to her constituents uh, that she could not continue to make sacrifices required of being an MP without Parliament doing quotes what it is supposed to do. So she's upset that we haven't left your opinion, yeah. and that's fine. And that's fine. I, and I have, I have a lot of respect for, for MPs that stand down on principle. I have a lot of respect. Whatever their principle is, I kind of respect that. Um, but, but there will be so many different reasons as to why MPs are walking away from their jobs. It won't be an easy decision for many, for most of them. There'll be, a, I'm sure there'll be a couple that they're old and maybe they're thinking, well, I've maybe got another term and I, but most of them, that's going to be a tough old decision. And you're right, 50 MPs not standing in the election means 50 completely new people yeah. coming in at the most politically divided time. Yeah. That I certainly re- remember in my in my lifetime. That's that's so weird. People people having their first go. How many MPs are there in total? Six six hundred and something, isn't it? Six hundred. We're going to do some maths now live on talk radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, there are six hundred and. 50. Okay. So 50 of those are stood down. What percentage is that? Oh, God. Let me get my calculator out. Hang on a second. Calculator. So you go 650 divided by 100 times 50 equals... Oh, that's 325%. That can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) That can't be right. Hang on a minute. 650. No, I think you do 50 divided by 650 times yeah. 100. Hang on a minute, you do 50 divided by 650 times 100. No, you don't. That's, let me do it my way, please, sunshine. 650 divided by 100 times 50. No, you don't do it your way. Right. You agree with him. You are, how do you, what, hang on. Everyone, everyone just called out. Even we're getting caught up in, Six, and I, 650 divided by 100. No, but that's not what Sam is saying. Sam, you say your way. 650 divided by... That's not what you said. You said 50 divided by 100. No, I didn't. don't think you did. Play the tape back, boy. Play the tape back. Oh, God. We're going to have a... This is going to be one of those shows. We're going to have a break. When we come back, Sam's going to get his little young body spanked. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, play that clip, Sam, please. Uh, I think the tape's broken. <laughs> well, you are an idiot because you can do it 50 divided by something. So you, you've just double embarrassed yourself. Okay, I've made it as not, I've made it separately with 50 MPs out of 650 standing down. I've made it both 325% and 0.13%. Okay? But people online, and I I trust the online community, the hashtag TLNA posse, I trust those guys, are saying it's 7.69%. Now, here's the thing. It's not the highest number. The highest number was nine years ago. Thank you. Loads of people pointed me in the direction of this. In 2010, when 149 MPs did not stand uh, for re-election, primarily because of the expenses scandal. So we're some way off. Mm-hmm. That we're some way off that. So in that case, maybe it's not an interesting um, thing. Oh three four four 
499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I've retweeted. Some of the shows do little videos to promote their radio shows. Yeah. And Ash from uh, James and Ash came out and said, have you seen the video that Matthew Wright did for the show? Um... And I've re- have you seen it, Sam? I've retweeted it. So it's done in front of a green screen. So they're stood in front of a green screen. And it's Matthew Wright and um, uh, TV Kev in front of an image of um, Grenfell after the, the horrific fire. They look massive. And then there's a weird bit where Matthew Wright turns around to look at it, even though it's not behind him. Right? And I get it. It's a huge... Um, huge in the news today because of the report that came out. And I get it. That in itself, I think, is quite... I would I would consider that tasteless. I think it's clumsy. Clumsy. But I get it. But then he goes... So, so it goes something like, um, we've got the, uh, the report on Grenfell and how this tragedy happened. We're also joined by Jane McDonald to talk about her brand new show. And Kev's going to be trying out sandwiches. It's... Uh, but we're still with the picture... Of Grenfell in the background. Man. My God! By the way, um, th- this whole Grenfell thing is, I mean, it's such a horrendous... Catherine and I were discussing this. We were in New York when this happened, mm-hmm. when uh, it happened. And I think, certainly uh, me personally, and you can tell us what you think in a second. I have, while I recognise the immense scale of the tragedy and the, the horrific loss of human life... I think that because I wasn't in the country when it happened, and we didn't really see it when we were in New York, we, we saw a little bit of news footage on an American channel, um, but, but that was it. And obviously we talked about it a little bit on the show, but I think because I was not in the country at the time and didn't see, didn't really see coverage about it until about seven days after it happened when the, um, I'm trying to choose my language really carefully, although someone will be offended, I'm sure. You know, seven days later, Obviously still huge for, for the country and for everybody involved, but the initial, I'm not quite sure what the, the, the initial, the, 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 I'm going to use the word excitement, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way, there was a news excitement around it, had diminished significantly. And I wonder if being away from when a huge tragic story like that breaks, and you kind of get the aftermath, that's it, we got the aftermath as opposed to the actual incident. It's left me feeling ever so slightly disconnected from that story in, um, compared to, I think, other presenters. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Not that it's not had an impact. Oh, God, it's had an impact. And the first time I drove past it on the way to work, oh, my God. And, of course, 70, 75 or 79 people, I think, died and families that are lost and you hear the stories. And I've, I've had a good cry about it listening to some of the stories. I just feel ever so slightly removed from it compared to some of my colleagues, I think. I think. Um, but here's the thing, right? Don't hate on the fire brigade. The fire brigade made mistakes. Of course they did, right? Of course they made mistakes. They should have told everyone to get out an hour earlier, okay? But, 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 but that's not the people that were there with the ladders and the hoses driving the trucks. That wasn't them. That was the people above them who didn't. And, and also, they had never encountered anything like that at all, ever. You can have all the training in the world, right? And you cannot be prepared for that. So yes, the fire brigade made mistakes. Yes, more more lives could have been saved. But, and I know this is going to be in the second report, but, 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 
It's the councils and the government's fault. It's their fault. It was, the building was clad in illegal cladding that didn't meet safety requirements. It's their fault. And everyone's going, the fire brigade done it. It was the, no, 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 no. It's not the fire brigade's fault that the people above, they didn't know how serious it was. So of course they're going to stick to the plan that they use. The fire brigade didn't know that the cladding was extremely flammable and would send the whole thing up like a, like a rocket. The fire brigade didn't know the extent of what was going on. It's not their fault that Boris Johnson cut loads of fire stations in London. None of that is their fault. Yes, they should have a little bit of finger pointing and someone should have, should have called it earlier to get people out of there. But the fire itself is not their fault and everyone seems to be making it out that it's their fault. And of course, no one can disagree that the procedure was wrong. Of course it was wrong. Yep. 72 people died. But from here on out, of course, now that is in people's minds, they will be, they will be thinking of that. And they will be acting accordingly. Yeah. No one could even imagine. As you said, not only was that cladding not fire retardant, yeah. it actually conducted it up the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made it worse. They weren't to know that. They weren't to know that. I, I, so I, I just think this whole thing, and I've heard it on other radio stations, and I know that papers have been making this story, the fire, shame on the fire brigade. They messed up and people died because of a really bad decision. Yes, definitely. And they need to, to, to you know, people need to be held to account of that, to that. Of course they do. Of course they do. And I don't want to in any way diminish the impact of them making that call an hour late of telling people to evacuate. But the fire isn't their fault, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that the building went up like it did is not their fault. And the whole blame is being pointed at them at the moment. There's a second report that's going to be started in the new year, and that's going to address the little. But this is such a great get-out for the council. People had complained. Residents of Grenfell had complained for months before that they didn't think their building was safe and the council didn't do anything about it because it was a council estate and no one, you know, had it been a block of multi-millionaires, they would have got it sorted out. They didn't do anything. Also, someone made the decision that that building was not worthy of better protection. Yes. Someone decided to put that cladding on. Yeah, and you know why? To save a few quid. Yeah. Someone decided, lives versus money, potential risk versus, let's go for the money thing. Let's go for the money thing. So yes, we should criticise the fire brigade for that that mistake, that error of judgement, whatever that was. It, it, it sounds demeaning to even call it a mistake because it, I don't know, I've not, maybe someone could tell me the number of people they estimate would have extra, fewer people would have died. Maybe there's, there's a number on that if they'd have called it an hour earlier. But, 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 the fire is not their fault. The fire brigade do an amazing, amazing job. Yeah. I, how can the, the fact that we are being told to point our finger and say, well, it was their fault. No, it was the council and it was the government. That's it. That's it. But that the poor family members who have to listen to this yeah. and know that things might have been different. Mm, yeah. yeah. I can totally understand their anger. Yeah. I can totally understand it. Of course. But um, what what a world when we're, we're we're pointing the finger at the fire brigade because their response was not good enough. When when uh, more fingers should be pointed at the people who allowed that situation to develop in the first place. It's the council, 
and um, <laughs> John's enjoying the show. Thank you, John. Uh, 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 it's the council, it's the government who allowed that building to be built in that way. Here's another thing: that delay, that that decision not to. The firefighters still had to go in. How much risk with extra risk were they put into? Because yep. of that decision. Yes. Remember the footage, and that's something I do remember from uh, watching in New York. Pictures of firefighters sitting on outside after being in that building yeah. for God knows how long, absolutely broken. But also, you can go online, you can find loads of stories of firefighters being told not to go back in the building and then say, no, 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 I think we can get another couple out. And you want to have a go at those people? You want to have a go? Every firefighter, man and woman, that turned up at that night, it's not their fault that they weren't, you know, they didn't give the evacuate thing early. It's not their fault. The people that were there on the ground, uh, going up ladders. Every single one of those people is a hero. But and we are now being told to point at them and go, it's your fault. But you're forgetting something. Mm. We're living in a time mm. where people have to be either right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Bad or good. Yeah. It's incredible. This has really got me wound up today, hearing this. Hearing this. It, the whole thing is heartbreaking. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Don't worry, guys. We're good. We, clunky gear changes are plenty. We can get the, uh, the laughs going. Good evening, Jackie. Good evening. Hi, Carl. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Listen, no, I'm just tuning in. I was just going to bed and I tuned in as I normally do. Um, the election thing. Oh, God, I don't believe I'm phoning in about Brexit and elections and things. Go. The 50 MPs that have, have all said they're going to stand down. Yes. The selection process can take ages. Yeah. Who on earth are they going to get? They're going to get people that, that just, just, you know, they're going to get people that aren't vetted very well. <laughs> they, you're going to get well, people even worse for the job than you've got now. I know, I know, well, our MP isn't much use to us, but I, but I believe she was going around in the summer going to Labour members' homes, because one of them's my friend, oh. um, going around having cups of tea and saying to them, look... I need your vote in case I'm deselected. Mm -hmm. I went, you've been our RMP since God knows when, the Labour MP where I am. And she was going round for months making sure that she wasn't going to be deselected. Uh, and that was, I'm going back to the summer. Yeah, well, they, they've had enough. And here's the thing, I get it. I get why they're staying. I wouldn't want to do it. At the moment, with all the threats of violence and Boris Johnson being Prime Minister and Jeremy Corbyn being leader of the opposite, well, you know, both yeah. the two main parties, Labour and the Conservatives, <clears> you look up at the people on, on top of the, the pyramid and you think, dear God, I've got to follow that twant. You, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just, yeah. I've got to follow Johnson, I've got to follow Corbyn. <laughs> my God, they're my leaders. Do you know what? I'm going to go and get a nice job in a bank or a museum or something. Well, when we had, we had Linda Chalker here for many, many years, back in the 70s, 80s, um, and then Angela Eagle won the seat, and she's been our M uh, Labour MP for many, many years. But then when we had the last election, yes. um, our local Conservative, um, you know, wannabe MP, who was running against her in our local election, they couldn't find anybody on in Wallasey to stand in to say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. He came from Manchester. Oh, no. We don't We don't want someone from <laughs> Manchester standing well, for no, election. Not nice. even he in Manchester. Wasn't, he wasn't a local... We've, we've always had sort of local people and local Labour and Conservative... They ship them you know, in. They ship them in, Jackie. They ship them in. 
they ship them in. Jackie, thank you very much for that. I don't want to dwell too much on that and do one of those shows, but we, we, we do it. Um, the, what's the gentleman is standing down, isn't he? What's his name? Norbert Head? Knobhead? What's what? The guy from UKIP. Dick Brain. That's it, Dick Brain. Sorry, Richard Brain. There we go. He's, he's, he's standing down. Uh, I wish they'd all stand down. I wish they'd all stand down and no one else stood. But then he'd be in charge. Exactly. Um, David Babcock! Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, David. I was, ex- Dave, for those who don't know, David and I, and I are now, um, play buddies. And... What does that mean? It means that we have play dates on... Adult play. Adult play online on the PlayStation Network. Oh, uh, we oh play, is that allowed? We play video games oh, together, okay. don't we, David? Well, when when you stay on late enough for me to uh, play with you. Yes. Uh, and I invited David to play Call of Duty Metal Warriors on... Is that a building game or a fighting game? It's a fighting game. Mm-hmm. And David didn't come and join me. He said, I, I can't do it. I'm too scared. No, I didn't. I didn't say that at all. I can't do it. I'm too scared to come and play war. Well, I'm not Nelson Mandela, am I? I was on a bus. Nelson Mandela's been on a bus before. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Nelson Mandela. Well, why you brought Nelson Mandela? You continually... In fact, David, if you bring up Nelson Mandela in another phone call, I'm banning you. I think it's disrespectful. Every night, oh, I want to talk about Nelson Mandela. Oh, please, I want to talk about Nelson... No, I don't want to talk about Nelson Mandela. He's a great man, but not relevant in this context. I'll tell you what I want to talk about. If it's Nelson Mandela or Robin Island, you're off. You're talking about the uh, general election, election, right? Yes. Yeah, seems seems like there's a lot of um. Oh, I love Here it. Here we when, go. This is going to be gold. I love David when he tries to mature. For those who don't know, David Babcock is a, is Britain's uh, least successful ghost hunter. And um, uh, he's trying to... And bri- least successful hoover. Uh, <laughs> he made lo- makes love to vacuum cleaners. No, uh, I don't. That wasn't love. You, you, it, okay. And um, he's trying to um, spread his wings and do more mature... Phone calls. Oh, this is one of them now. When did now. he start that? Uh, just now, I think. Okay, okay away go you go, on. David. Da- David Babcock's election. How long until we can't talk about the election anymore? Uh, I better check the email. Can we call it Babcock's general election? Da- okay, there we go. BGE. Away you go. Well, it's uh... <laughs> biting satire, guys. Always starts with well. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be biting, biting. Rory Bremner, you better watch out. All of this Brexit stuff and uh, general elections and things and, and all that. And it seems to have happened uh, right around the time of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, oh, God, no. Of, what? No, I'm, I'm just saying, it just seems like it's a big cover-up. For, I reckon they're trying to distract us. We're laughing, Fonz. Let me see you. They're throwing a general election to distract us from Jeffrey Epstein. And others. 
Okay. Well, you know there's a story about Jeffrey Epstein in the papers. No, but I, I think we're, we're getting mighty close to recovering it all. Okay, well, can I tell you what the latest story is? Go on. Millionaire sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's body bore telltale signs of homicide by strangulation and not suicide, according to a leading forensic pathologist. In a bombshell interview with Fox and Friends... Who's that? Is that like Mr. Foxy Bingo? No, it's on that Fox News channel. Okay. Dr. Michael Baden... He's a Baden. No. No. Here we go. I'm going to say his name, and and then, David, you're going to repeat his last name, okay? Right. As he's questioning what I've just said. Dr. Dr. Michael Baden... Baden? No. Repeat it exactly as I say it. Right, sorry. Dr. Michael Barden. Barden. Dr. Michael Barden. There you go. Yeah, very good. Shared his conclusions about the suspicious nature of Epstein's death. Um, the former New York City medical examiner who was hired by Epstein's brother and present at the autopsy shared that the findings are more consistent with homicidal strangulation. At the autopsy on day one, there were findings that were unusual for suicide, hanging, and more consistent with ligature homicidal strangulation, said the pathologist. So, he was, what that tells me, David, is he was definitely murdered. And you know what? Yeah. I will take that line. The general election is being used to cover up the murder of a billionaire paedophile. I just think that there's a lot of things out there trying to confuse us right now. Well, there's lots of things trying to confuse you, like the on-off switch of a, of a Hoover. But um, right. no- uh, normal people are being confused as well. Did you know that El Chapo was in that prison for about a couple of years? Yeah, quite a lot of criminals yeah. were in there. It's a prison, David. They have prisons no, in there. No, and no, they're no, usually in there for a while. No, but he, he was a high profile and nothing happened to him. Okay, so... It's a big cover-up, and that's all I'm saying. Okay, David. Well, um, thanks for that. Anything else? Any any uh, spooky goings-on um, tomorrow night? I am going... Um, I might be... Are you on the, the air tomorrow? Who knows? We don't We don't find out whether we're working until about half-past three in the afternoon these days. Well, maybe Boris Johnson will have a big fart and they'll want to do a show for it. Um <laughs> If you run, ring me and I'll do some spooky things if you like. Okay, well you could ring us as it's a phone-in show. I'll ring if you. I'll ring you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I mean, that, that felt harder work than usual. Am I right? I'm not wrong. This is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yeah, it's great. Well, we're back. Go three, four, four. I think we're back from the break and we're back from yesterday. We have a week off and then we come in and do a day and we've got to have another day off. 0344-499-1000. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. Good evening, Charles. Evening, Ian. Great show as always. Thank you, Charles. Um, the thing that's more important than the general election results is um, democracy being upheld. What everybody needs to do is to find out, did their constituency vote in the way the constituency wished, the MP vote, what? in the way the constituency wished, what? or against it. What? 
because if they went against their constituency's wishes, they shouldn't eat, they shouldn't even have a look at a vote in the general election. What's a load of what's a load of cock? No, it's not. It's a load. What are you doing with your telephone? Uh, well, I'm in a car at the moment, being driven home. Okay, that's a that's a load of cock. No, it's not. Yes, it is. How do you work that out? Well, because what you're talking is is jingoistic. Stop doing whatever you're doing with your phone. I'm driving. Democracy oh, is more important than Brexit. Let's have a second referendum. Remember, remember that on November the 11th. Let's have a third referendum. No. <laughs> no, 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 hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You're arguing for democracy, then when an option of a vote is put to you, you shut it down. I've had my vote. Yeah, have another one. Democracy. Have another one to be safe. What, shall we then do best of three? Uh, well, we've had two votes already, and it's been it's been one each so far, so yeah, let's do a third one. Okay. Well, as long as the Liberal Democrats don't stand... No, no, Charles, 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 you're not, listen, you're not phoning in Julia Hartley Brewer or Mike Graham, you're not phoning in one of the Thicko shows, you're phoning in a show where your ill-thought-out, illogical nonsense will be challenged. We've had two referenda, one was in, one was out, so yeah, let's have a best of three. If you're so confident that the country still wants to leave Europe, why are you scared of a third referendum? I'm not scared of a third well, then let's have it. Okay, but then they're one to four, they're one to fifth. No, 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 no. no, 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 no one, here's the thing. You know that the, the night that the referendum ended, that Nigel Farage was calling for a th for another one. You know that before the referendum, Jacob Rees-Mogg was calling for another one. You know that, don't you? Yes, but did you know that there was over 400 constituencies in the UK voted to leave. Yes, I did know that, but that's it, not how a re that's not that's not how a referendum works. That is how a democratic vote that works. That is not no 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 um, that no no no. Uh, Here's the thing, Charles, Ian, Charles, Ian, no, Charles. Ian, that's how a general that Charles. That's Charles, 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 Charles. Charles, you, 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 calm down. That's how a general election works. That's not how a referendum works. Referendum is not based on constituency. It's based on numbers. Those were the constituency number, Ian. No, 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 no Charles. Are you being deliberately thick, or, no. or are you, or are you, what's the, are you doing sport with me? That's not how a referendum works. A referendum okay. is not settled by constituency. It's settled purely by number. If you're I so agree. confident I, that I, the country I, I, still, if you're so I confident, agree on that. If you're so confident that the, if you're so, paid, Jesus, why are MPs being paid? to ignore a referendum result. MPs, MPs, are, MPs are paid to do the best for the country. Now you no, know, they're you they're know, they're Charles, they're please listen, you know that leaving Europe would be worse for the country than staying in. You know that, don't you? Because you're a sensible no, guy. No, no, it won't be. It, in, tell me in what, in, in, in what way? Charles, Charles, we will get a deal with Europe. Okay, Charles, 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 I'm not going to let you spout the same old cliches that you might hear on Mike Graham or James Wales show. You're going to be challenged. Tell me one way that Britain will be better out of Europe. What? Just one way. We will still have free trade deals with Europe. Okay, so that's the same. So tell me one way that Britain will be better when it's out of Europe. Um, we won't be, we won't be held to account by the Lisbon Treaty. What does, okay, and how does the Lisbon Treaty, how does that have a negative impact on my life or your life? Right, well, 
the Lisbon Treaty will bring into a Europe will bring a European uh, army into, into no, place. No, 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 Charles, it won't. And you know that's nonsense, don't you? Because uh, we, because if we're in Europe, we can vote against it. So that wouldn't happen. So again, I'll ask you, Charles. Tell me one way that being uh, out of Europe is better than being in Europe. Because we can lead our own country again and not be led by Europe. Okay, that's great. Again, uh, uh, enough, uh, Charles. You're, you're talking utter. Okay. You're talking utter horse shit at the moment. Um, because you're not used to being challenged on a radio show, and I get that, because th this is part of the problem, is the media is not challenged people like you. I'm challenging you to tell me one way, don't want cliches, I don't want rhetoric, I want an actual way that Britain will be better off out of Europe than in Europe. Financially, because for every pound we pay into Europe, we are the lowest receiving, uh... Oh. It's about 38p. Right, but we so but no, okay. we get we get more wouldn't money back. Be better, wouldn't that pound be better off in the NHS? But that's so not we, the money is We you know we we get more money out of Europe than we put into it. You know that, no, don't, we don't you? We don't. We don't. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we do. 38p in the pound. We, 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 get, we get we get more money out of Europe than we put into it, Charles. That's a fact. We get trade out of them, but, but as far as contribution to the... Uh, we get more money out of Europe than, no. we, than we spend. That is a fact. Ian, Charles... Ian, the bits. You need to research it. Let's no, no. We get back. Charles, that is, that is incorrect. We get more it's money not. out of Europe than we put into it. Them's the facts. Ian, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Research it. Uh, 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 in the <laughs> I don't need to research it because I know it. Well, the information you've got is incorrect. Well, how You're about the information you've got is incorrect? And you know that that money—you know that that money isn't going to go into the NHS, don't you? I'm not that stupid, but it would be better to go into something but, that we need. But you've just said that you've just said that it could go. Europe. You've just said that it could go into the NHS, and then you've just admitted that you don't think it will go into the NHS. No, but there's more money in the pot to spread around, then, isn't no, there? No, but there isn't much. Think of all the places, all the places that get um, money from Europe that won't get money from Europe anymore. We're the, we're the second largest contributor and the smallest receiver from the EU. We get more out of Europe than we put in. That's a fact. That's an actual fact based are you talking on eu contributions i that? am saying that we get more money out of europe than we put in are you talking about the EU i am no 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 i am talking about very simple we get more money out of europe than we spend europe needs us more than we need them. charles charles we get more money out of... Europe does need us. Yeah, I agree. They do need us. You know, Germany can't survive without us. I think they can. BMW, Audi, Volkswagen, Porsche, Mercedes. I think they're doing all right. I think Germany will do all right without us. We get more money out than we put in. No, we don't, Ian. I'm sorry. Okay, well, this is this this is a great argument. You need to go... Yeah, exactly. You need to do some research. I've done it. <laughs> okay, well, maybe look at a different site apart from Breitbart or horseshit.com. Um, and just remind me again why you're scared of democracy? If, if we have a MP that was voted why are you, No, no, no. Why are you scared of democracy? 
I'm not scared of democracy. So why, are you, democracy. Scared, why are you scared of a third referendum? I'm not scared of a third then referendum. Let's have one. How many times are you going to allow it to happen, Ian? One more. One more. Everyone throws the towel. Just one more. Just, one, just one more. Just one <laughs> more, Charles. Let's make, as you said, you, as you suggested, let's make it best of three. Now we know the facts. Now we know the facts. Let's have one more. Well, let's, ha let's have a general election. If we don't like the results, should we have another count again? That's not how it works. No. G general elections. Are d d well, hang on a second, Charles. Calm, down. Charles. calm down, Charles. Charles, calm, Charles, calm down. Sorry, First that's what we were told. Take it or leave it. No, no. So well, okay. Well, well, Charles, we, this will be the third general election in four years. So yeah, it looks like we can do it as often as we want, mate. The, co the government aren't happy with the results, so they keep having a general election, and we have a general election every four or five. Years. That's what we do. What you're yeah. failing to understand, and what a lot of your ilk fail to understand, that referendum and general election, referenda and general elections are completely different beasts. We know, yeah. we know, we know what the deal is now. We didn't know what the deal was three and a half years ago. So yes, so was, let's, let, let's now vote on that deal. That wasn't part of the equation on the referendum. So you phone up and you spout lies no, about you spout you spout lies about the financial costs and benefits of Europe, and you're scared to have a third referendum. What in case you lose it this time? I'm not scared of a third referendum. What I'm scared of is the fact that democracy is being ignored, and that to me is more valuable than anything. We are celebrating on November the 11th loads of guys who went out in the First World War to free Europe of tyranny and... No, and no, no. I'm not... Charles, no. I am not. I am not going to allow you to drag Brexit and mix it up with any of the world wars. How dare you? How well, dare you? Shut up. Charles, 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 shut up. How dare Charles, Charles, you are a very rude man. How dare you conflate Brexit with World War Two? How dare you? How dare you compare the two? How dare you compare the death? Put the phone down. Well done. Well done. This really annoys me. Right? This whole, well, we won the World War in November the 11th. How dare you compare the world wars to Brexit? Shame on you. Shame on you. That, that is disgusting beyond belief. That is Farage speaking. That's Johnson speaking. That's Levy you speaking. That's Breitbart speaking. That is absolute bollocks. There is no connection between us winning the world wars and Brexit. How dare you compare the two? That is disgusting. Shame on you. Was I right about the money? I don't know. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I was looking up about the money while you were talking, yeah. and it very much depends on which website you look at. Right, exactly. Um, Okay. Uh, right, here's someone you might know. Let me just, uh, this, ah, look, we've got an expert phoning in. Alan, how much money do we spend on Europe and how much do we get back out? Well, we spend about 500 billion on Europe. Yeah. 
And we get back three billion. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you for those stats, Alan. I appreciate it. So we we spend five hundred billion and we get back three billion. Fantastic, Alan. What have you called in for? Glad we got that cleared up. I want to hear my my candidacy for the Moscow Heavy Looney Party. Okie dokie. Say it again, but it's a little bit slower so that we can. I want to my candidacy for the Monster Wavy Looney Party. <laughs> okay. I uh, want to make it compulsory for the Grand National to be taught in schools. Oh, God, about how, yes, in the history lessons, because it's one of the most cruelest uh, examples of sporting endeavour ever. It's horrendous, isn't it? Oh. I was talking, I was thinking more of the television coverage. Okay, go on. Well, d tell you what, C Catherine and Sam and I, turn your mic on, Sam, put your headies on. Catherine, Sam and I are nine-year-old children in school, and you're our teacher, and you're going to teach us, nine-year-olds, about the Grand National. Good sir? morning, class. Sir? Yes, Catherine, what is it? Can I ask why you're not teaching us about, like, I don't know, Shakespeare or reading or, like, maths or something instead of this old nonsense? Because it's not, this has been set up by the government curriculum. Sir, sir, can I use the toilet? You, did you go before Mr. Lee? I, I don't need the toilet. He's already been on the floor. Sir, Sam's got his willy out. Uh, Sam. He keeps licking me. Sam, pull away, no one wants to see it. I do. Uh, please, sir, can you get on with the lesson, sir? Uh, so it's been nine. Right, excuse me, if you let me go on. Grand <laughs> National, the TV coverage is one of the most important events every April. It first started in 1960, which was eons ago for all of you. Sir? Yes, Catherine? More important than Easter? We, we haven't been started around Easter time, actually. Sir, sir, Easter's yes, more important sir. because Jesus... No, I'm... Well, how do you not know our names? Because uh, Jesus died and then came back and then then, dis, then bugged off. It's kind of the whole point, sir. There oh, was no evidence of that. Ah! Right I'm... I'm going to see the head. Okay. Please, sir, I don't want to see your head, sir. No, I'm going to see the head. What? Are you in trouble, sir? No, I quit! <laughs> well, it normally takes us a bit longer than that. <laughs> I didn't even get my chance to do that trick where I climbed out the window. What did you do, Sam? I've always been a bad student. <laughs> Seriously, though, put your willy away. Keep it out, come on. We're all relaxed here. And that, dear listener, if you've never listened to the show before, is how it works. We'll go from um, a guy who's scared of democracy to a guy who's scared of nine-year-olds in, <laughs> in, uh, in one fell swoop. Ah, dearie me. All right, the, the switchboard is empty, and that may be a good thing, because I think we need to recharge ever so slightly. Another two hours of this nonsense, and you're welcome to join in. We have talked about... We, we, we've talked about Brexit. I think it's the first time we've ever... Did we? I didn't uh, notice. We've ever... Uh, We've ever done it. It's, it's funny. People are scared of. Do you want best out of three? Yeah, I do. We've had two. Let's let's let's, let's do one more. Someone who says he's really interested in democracy, but no more voting. Yeah, no more voting. No You've more had your voting. say. You lost. And also, there's a great clip of Jacob Rees-Mogg from from a couple of years ago saying that he'd like a, a referendum on leaving Europe, 
and then once a deal is in place, he'd like a second referendum. There's a great clip of that. No one really picks up on that. Um, we don't really talk about Brexit, but if people who only half listen to the show call in, uh, then, then we can do that. I, I won't have anybody connecting the world wars and, and, and pe- boys and men primarily, and women of course, but, but, but primarily boys, uh, that lost their lives in, in battle. I, I, I won't have that. Because that is, uh, that's a really lousy trick and, and, and it's, it, 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 you're trying to play on emotions that, that shouldn't actually be connected. So I won't allow that. Um, but anything else goes. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Ian, Kath and Sam on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs>
go. Oh, man alive. What a show. We've had Brexit. Uh, we've had, um, we talked about Grandfell. We've talked about, um, introducing Grand National Lessons to nine-year-olds. We'll talk about Horny Toms in a minute. Oh, I had a Horny Tom in my house. Um, um, anything else bubbling under? There'll be something. There'll something will pop something up. Will pop it always up. does. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the phone number. Hey, if you're enjoying this show, why don't you come and see me and Catherine live in concert? Brighton in just over a week is sold out. Um, but we are in London on Sunday, December the 14th. Is it 13th or 14th? Sunday, December the 14th, I think it is. Lunchtime show. There's, uh, that's like 65% of the tickets have gone, baby. It's closer to 70% have gone, actually. Uh, if you go to ianlee.com slash event. That's the 14th of December. 14th of December. Sunday, it's a lunchtime show. ianlee.com slash event, because that is, is selling out really quickly. The next year we're playing Cardiff, we're playing Birmingham, uh, Glasgow, Brighton, Brighton, Manchester, Bath, which we haven't got the link for that yet, Luton Library Theatre, we're going to be playing, uh, ianlee.com slash event. Oh, and here's the thing, I had an email today, the seven inch single that we have recorded, Catherine and I have recorded a single, is hopefully being delivered on Friday. Now here's the thing, I ordered some trousers for my son from H&M, and they were supposed to be delivered today, um, but I got an email saying, uh, you weren't in, so we've left a card. You were in, weren't you? I was in, and they didn't leave a card, it was Yodel. So, I'm guessing I'm never going to see those trousers, ever. <laughs> they just, I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, there are other company, delivery companies that are bad, but Yodel, I've never had a successful delivery with them. It's not, you know, it's not hyperbole. I never have. It's always taken a lot of toing and froing. And the number of times I've been told we've left a card, you weren't in. Yes, I was. And no, you haven't. Anyway, I don't, what I'm saying is I don't know who's delivering the records to me on Friday. I'm out Friday. They're said in the email, you have to be in to sign for it. So, so certainly by middle of next week, we hope to have the seven-inch singles. The, the hundred people that have ordered them already, um, thank you for your patience. Uh, I thought it was going to be quite a bit longer, actually, but th th thank you for your patience. Next week, we are going to laminate your platinum, I have to say for legal reasons, grey, membership cards. I mean, the spirit of them is platinum. Oh, gosh. We're going to, Catherine's going to do the writing on them this time, so there can be no complaints. We will stream the writing and lamination process, so you can watch it. We know you weirdos dig that. Uh, there's a hundred of those cards. We're going to start doing those next week and aim to get uh, as many of, as we can out by the end of next week. It might be, because there's a hundred we've got to do, it, it might roll over to the week after, but we will do our darndest to get as many of those out as we can. Thank you for your patience. does mean if you come to any of the live shows, you can buy the vinyl record from us. We will also have rabbit hole pins um, that you will be able to buy. We can take cash. We can take card now. Oh, yeah, baby. We just got, we prefer cash because um, we don't have to pay 1.6% to this weed company in Europe. But we can, we're going to be selling merch is what I'm saying. IanLee.com slash event and the records will be coming very, very soon. Uh, oh, I just was going to go to William and he went again. Do you want to try him one more time? You suspect trouble there, do you, Sam? Oh, I just can't phone him back. I've got to wait for him to... William, phone us back. In the meantime, let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. 
Oh, evening, guys. Evening. How's it going? It's, oh, look at you, you sound in, uh, American. Have you been watching movies? Uh, I did watch, uh, another couple, yeah. What movies did but, you? Tell us, what, uh, tell us what, what, what movies you watched. Oh, God, what was it? Oh, yeah. I don't want to know about Blueies. No. Well, kind of collective, but it wasn't a Bluey as such. Uh, do you know um, the line for Bob Crane who played uh, Hogan in Hogan's Heroes? I do. do. You know I know. Ho I know. I'm aware of Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Is there a film yeah. about his life? Yeah, it's called Auto Autofocus, <sighs> and um, unfortunately, he did. He seemed to have a sex addiction. Did he really? Um, yeah, and um, basically, um, he hooked up with a guy who um, worked for Sony or something, and this is the 60s, but he had all the latest equipment, and he's furnished him with, like, the first sort of video cameras oh, and no. recorders. Yeah. And they recorded, unfortunately, um, you know, the, the, you know what went on in the bedroom. What's the name of this film? Autofocus. Autofocus. And Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Yes. It is. I completely, I just picked my it up from a list. Completely uh, blew my mind, because I, I used to watch the show that, in the 70s. I remember, I, well, I used to watch it in the 80s. They'd show it on Channel yeah. 4. Um, where did you, uh, it's got Willem Dafoe in it. Where did you, uh, where did you watch this film? Michael McKeon's oh, in it. Right. Was it on, it's not on <laughs> Netflix or anything, is it? No, it, if you look at it, it's Crackle. Which is, uh, oh, I don't want to know about your hooky websites. Thanks very much. No, outrageous behaviour. Oh, I've uh, got to check that out. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That sounds like a great film. But if, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably, well, I mean, it's not a great film. Like, a lot of these biography, biographical films aren't great, but it's very informative. He, he was murdered. He was I didn't realise he was murdered. He was murdered. Yep. He um, was murdered. In 78. And they reckon that the guy who... Well, no, I won't say anything. No, I won't read it. I'm reading it all now on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> I did not know. Oh, thank you for that. I'm going to have... Uh, I'm going to have some of that. Thank you, Alistair. What was the other... Who would have thought that Alistair's uh, movies would turn into such a successful feature? Um, what was the other movie you watched, Alistair? Before I say that, you know that Midsummer film? Oh, yeah. Well, I think I've You know, like that... Or oh, The Ring and the Videodrome movies where you sort of... It grabs you. Well, yeah. ever since I've been watching that, I've had nightmares about twigs, Ian. Oh, twiggy. <laughs> twigs. Twigs, twigs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. So especially this no. time of year, autumn. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I, I walked out into the garden with my youngest, my seven-year-old, the other day, and he looked at the leaves everywhere. He looked at the floor and went, Is it autumn? <laughs> oh, I, went, yeah. I went, Yes, mate. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> is it autumn? Is, is like, is, yeah. His mind was blown. That's brilliant. Huh? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good. I chopped a tree down today. No, Alistair. you didn't. Well, all right. You got a man in to chop it. I paid what some men. What was yeah, uh, With a, what do they call it? A drill. Um, a, 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 a saw. A saw. A chainsaw. Guy a came, drill. I don't know these things. <laughs> a guy, two guys came and chopped. And chop down a tree in my garden. Yeah. I know we're oh. supposed to be keeping trees and stuff, but I hate trees. It's a spiky it's one. It's a big one, then. It's a big spiky tree, and it, I hate. It's right in the middle of the lawn, and I hate trees. Really, trees do my nutting. Right? It's gone. It's gone. It is no longer there. But a man has to come and grind it for me. He needs to come and grind down my stump or something. And that's fifty pounds for a man to grind my stump. Gosh, how long do you get for that? Uh, he reckons it would take about an hour. Then he should be able to finish it off. Gosh, 
sounds a bit messy. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? But that's the... <laughs> hey, no, he's a professional. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's... I got... It, Alistair, you can help me with this, right? Uh, because a, a, a because a dodgy plumber came to my house and ruined my bathroom, right. I need to get a new bathroom. I kind of needed to anyway because it's very old fashioned, old ladies' bathroom, b day carpet, that um, kind of fake Victoriana that was popular in the eighties for twenty minutes. So, so I needed to get rid of the needed to do all of it right, um, but I, I, I could put it, I could live with it for a couple of years. Mm. Um, but then this guy came and he, he, he ruined the bathroom, so I thought, I've got to get a new bathroom, right? So I went to. Um, what do they call it? Like a bathroom palace? What do you call a shop? A showroom. A showroom. Showroom. Thank you, palace. So I went to a bathroom showroom. Well, we went. I went to one bathroom showroom, and I'm walking around, <laughs> Alistair. Right. I, I'm walking around, and there's three men working there. They're all sat behind the desk. All of the stuff is labelled with "sorry, this is out of stock." Right. And I walk past the desk once. And then I caught out of the periphery, I caught them looking at me. So I walked past the desk a second time, and I, yep, I was right, they were Googling me. They were Googling me. But then me. they helped you with your purchase, right? No, they just, no. I, it was the one time in my life I wanted someone to come up to me and say, can I help you, sir? And I'd have gone, yes. yes. Have you got anything for sale, is what they needed um, to be asked. But they didn't. So I went to another bathroom palette, uh, uh, import showroom. And sat with this very nice, very nice woman who, uh, she, she was great because I walked around. You came with me, Catherine, because mm -hmm. I've got no idea. And I walked around for six minutes and after six minutes she said, can I help you? Perfect, because then I've seen everything. And yeah. I went, yes, you can. And we sat down with her, Alistair, for an hour, right? Where we, I've got to get a bathroom and I'm, I've got an ensuite, so I might as well get new stuff in the ensuite, right? And we sat down and we costed everything. And she went through it. She went, right, okay, toilets. And we talked, looked at toilets and went, that one. Okay, fine. Toilet seat. Okay, fine. It went through everything, right? And when the when the final quote came, I did actually say, "F in L," because it was it was a lot of money, right? It was just she, for the bathroom. Without she actually apologised. She apologised. Without the tiles, the bathroom was I think six grand. All the stuff for the bath. This isn't including oh, the right. work, right? This is like the this, this, uh, six grand, right, for bath, toilet, yeah. um, all of that stuff. And I went, "F in L." But I don't know how much bathrooms cost, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll take this away and I'll show it to my builder and we'll see what he says. He and said then, something similar, by the way. <laughs> my, my, my builder laughed and went, they're charging you £24 for a toilet roll holder. Don't go with them. Um, so then I went online, right, and I've, I literally before I came to work, 20 minutes, so I've not even done it properly, within 20 minutes... Only going through one bathroom. I've saved nearly 1,500 quid. Because here's the thing, Alistair. I'm getting my bathroom done and all. Yeah. And I've got a builder who said, have a look at this website. This is where I get all my stuff from. And so I sent you the links. Yeah. And that website had the same, if not very similar stuff. Yes. And I went through it very quickly, so I've not done it thoroughly. I've saved 1,500 quid in 20 minutes, right? But here's the, th here's the thing. I feel really bad for this woman. Let's call her Tracy. I feel really bad for Tracy because she put an hour's work in... And I'm worried that I'm gonna feel so guilty that I'll go and buy a really expensive bathroom from Tracy so that her work is just like Catherine, please tell me that's a stupid thing to it's do. It's a stupid thing to do. Tracy is getting paid. There's no one else in the shop. What else is she gonna do? And she's registered she's registered that work that she did with you anyway, so she'll be fine. Exactly. Does she get paid for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean case. as long as she can uh, you know, she 
I've, I've done this work with this. Oh, yeah, she's got your name. That. Listen, do you know I'm what else she's got? She's got your name, address, and telephone number. That's important information. She looked like Belinda Carlisle. She did a bit, yeah. She did, actually. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I just got, it doesn't, it just goes to show, right? The difference, I mean, it's still expensive and I, I, I need, I, I can't afford, I can't afford it. So I need to, you know, either to shave a significant amount of money off or not get it done, which is fine. Um, but it just goes to show 20 minutes work, literally 20 minutes on this Ooh. website, 1500 quid I've knocked off. Are you paying more because that other guy messed up or would you have been paying anyway? I would have been paying. The, the whole thing needs to come oh, out right. and it, it's, it, you know, it's really old and tatty. The whole thing needs to come out. It's just, I was hoping, I could have lived with it for another couple of years. Yeah. Um, he just pulled some bits up that could have been left it just, it, and now they look a mess. It's not particularly nice in there. Anyway. Listen to me with my, listen to me with my middle class problems. So people are struggling to eat and there's me going, oh, cool. oh this bathroom is 5,000 pounds. I'm not going to go to your bathroom. Everyone needs a bathroom. Everybody needs a place to shut. Anyway, yes. um, the reason I phoned in. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I was absolutely gutted oh. yesterday that you weren't on last night, Ian and Kath. Why did you want to make love um, to us? I, I sent, um, in fact, I did actually send Catherine a, a crying emoji. A crying um, emoji, gosh. Do you remember receiving a crying yeah, emoji? Yeah, it was the most moving message I had all night. <laughs> 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 it said it all through the medium of, um, of a, straight to the point. a usually Missed smiley face. Tonight. Yes. Did you put miss you tonight? Missed you tonight. And missed then you the tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Alistair. But what I did, I did ring Krista up and I said, um, he said, oh, you know, what do you think about the election? And I said, well, I think it's a disaster we're having this election because Ian and Kath on it on. Oh. You bumlick. You don't get any, also, any points for being a bumlick, Alistair. No, you're not, you, you, you might be a bit worried. I did actually tweet your boss today. No! If only he ran his own Twitter account and it wasn't some <laughs> pleb in the office. Pleb, important person. See, he, does, he doesn't look at, the boss doesn't look at the Twitter account. Do they not? Don't worry. And I'll I write to him then. Because this is what I think, right? Yeah. I was thinking that all your, um, uh, you know, your listeners, your cohort of, of yes. uh, very uh, good listeners should all write to him. Oh. Yeah. Have a writing Here's the thing. Here's campaign. The thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No more, no more cancellations for your Here's show. The thing. I don't think we're having a meeting on Monday. I don't think there will be any more cancellations. Probably on on, on um, December the twelfth, there probably will be. Um, yeah. But but th th there shouldn't be any more cancellations. But when there are big newsy Brexity events, Catherine and I will be doing them, but in our own unique way. I, I don't think you could have done that yet last night. Oh, God, we could have. I heard a bit of it. No disrespect to Christo, but there was, the, 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 there was, yesterday's news was not a three-hour show. But anyway, no. I don't want to get too much into that, because, you know, blah, 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 blah. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Alistair, for your support. Um, 034, the switchboard is empty. 0344-499-1000, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian there's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. So, um, 
when was it? Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Uh, so, so I, I got the Monday night, right? Uh, my, so I, got, so I got two cats, two sisters who are not kittens now, they're a year and a half, my old cat. And when I come home, I get home at half past two in the morning, and the two younger cats are either asleep in the front room waiting for me and they kind of wake up, or they hear me coming in and they come in from the garden and then I lock the cat flap and that's it, they're in. But on Monday night I got in from work and Mucky was in, but her sister Lucky was not in. And uh, sometimes that happens. So I put the food out for them and, and I went into bed, got to sleep about three, about half three, about four, half four, I was woken up by this most un- unholy cat noise. It was a... <laughs> Sounds like Frankie Howard. It, it was. Now, I thought that it was... M- that I thought that one of the cats was really ill and was dying, or that it was Mucky was missing her sister, Lucky. And then she Mu- hadn't come in. She hadn't come in, as far as I knew. So and then Mucky came and got on the bed with me, and I thought it was that she'd seen Lucky get run over by a train, because I live near a train track, and that was her She's morning. Going, oh, God, what she, have I seen? It was morning. <laughs> right. And she's been really affectionate. She came and got on the bed with me, right up... Normally she sleeps by my feet, but right arm was cuddling me and was being really, and it was really affectionate. I thought, something's not right here. Something is not right. And I had a really fitful sleep because I worry about the cats and stuff and I didn't sleep very well. And then I got about half ten and there was still no lucky. And then I was starting to worry. Starting to worry. Mucky would not leave my side. So I went out in the back garden, bag of cat food, was shaking it. And after about two minutes, lucky came in. I went, where the hell have you been? What did she say? She didn't look at me. She came in and she started sniffing my fridge. And then I looked around and, like, stuff had been knocked on the floor. Like, stuff from quite high up had been knocked on the floor. So now I'm thinking, oh my, because the cat flap was set so that cats could get in, but they couldn't get out. I was thinking, oh God, is there a fox in here? I thought a fox can't jump. Or maybe foxes can jump. I don't actually know whether foxes can jump or not. They're clever. I was three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Could a fox jump? And listen, the Lucky was sniffing, and I thought, something's not right. Mucky was staying close to me, Lucky was sniffing, I thought, something's not right. So then I looked under the sofa, there's nothing there. I looked under the other chair, nothing there. And I went into the office, and we got a, a crappy sofa, I got 50 quid. I look under there, and there's a pair of eyes staring at me. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I got another look. It was a big old fat horny tomcat with a massive boner. <laughs> Just a big, big wang. He couldn't see its penis, but you could sense its penis was there. Big it had old, big D energy. Big fat tomcat. I'm not fat shaming this cat, right? He was a big boy. And I'm like, whoa, okay, it wouldn't come near me. It was scared, right? Yeah. So I went and Shut the, the shut door so it would, it would have he to go towards... He scared because he's been chasing two live teenage girls yeah. and the dad's just found it. He him. wanted some pussy pussy. Oh my God. So I got the shotgun. So, um... <laughs> did you sit him down and talk to him about his prospects? So, uh, I, did, I, I hooked him up to a lie detector. <laughs> so anyway, I, 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 I kind of escorted him off the premises and he ran off. He ran off and when he got to the end of the garden, he sort of looked as if to say... I'll be back. And then <laughs> but I think he was after your willow. Because my girls have been dumb. Uh-huh. They've had their uh, 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 vaginas. They've had their vaginas sewn up. <laughs> and um, 
But your Willow, who's only 16 weeks old, a child, came and stayed the other week. And she looks like a baby too. Here's the thing, she didn't go out in the garden. Cat experts, right? Could she be emitting uh, a sex smell that we can't smell? It's not the same as when dogs... I've only ever smelled a dog in season. My God, yeah. it was disgusting. I assume cats in season are similar. I would imagine there's a muskiness. Well, it was... It, it, oh, the, the dog in season. My God, it's incredible. Um, but, yeah, but, but here's the thing. Could a 16-week-old kitten, she's a baby, that hasn't been done yet. No. Um, her vagina is, is, is still open. Oh, my God. Could I know. you stop talking about my kittens? Oh, well, you were talking about my cats having it off, and I said don't, because they're my babies. But then, well, they are your babies. Well, I'm talking about they... your kids having it off. Stop it. Um, could a 16... Your, ki- your cats are mature now. My kitten looks like a baby. I'm not talking about your kittens. Could a 16-week-old cat send out a sex smell? Well, she's a, a beautiful f- creature. This is a phone and you won't get on James O'Brien or Nick Ferrari. She's beautiful. Could a 16-week-old kitten send out a sex smell that humans do not notice, but big, fat, horny toms from the other side, literally the other side of the tracks. The wrong side. Come and, um, come and, and hunt down. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Sounds 000. like bloody Pepe Le Pew. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, a, and another, another weird thing. Is it her being powerful or is it his s- smell, horniness? Sense of smell. I mean, it may just be a coincidence. It's some coincidence. I've never had another cat come in that cat flat before. Never seen this cat before. Um, and I wonder if it was if she was sending out. Also, that is some brass neck coming in the house with three other cats in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty bastard. I, I listen. Just to be fair, to, to stop and come around. I've I, I tugged him off. So. Oh, stop it! He's dumb. He's dumb. <laughs> So what did you get a sax form on me? Well, um... You know, Uncle Ian, he talked about masturbating a cat. God. Let's... <laughs> Let's not. I tell you what, what we're going to do is, I don't know what the next trail is. A trail for one of our colleagues. Whoever the colleague is, they joined in with what I did to the cat. Stop it. Let's find out who helped me. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Matthew Wright Show. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Yeah, that's that 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 figures. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Another weird thing. We have got a couple of calls. I'll come to you in a second. Um, we, we didn't get to mention this the other day. I forgot about this. On, uh, you know, I was in a really horrific car crash uh, in February. I think it was January or February this year. Hor- horrific. You know, life changing injuries for for one of the people that was involved. D- d- hugely traumatic and upsetting for me. I still can't really talk about it. Um, Whenever anyone asks me about it, I kind of go, "Oh yeah, it was it was horrible," and then change the subject. So I've still still not quite come to terms with it. So I've had two letters in the last seven days about this car accident. Right, the first, well, the se- the second one today was from a, well, no, the first one. Let's do the first one because I thought they were linked and they weren't. So the first one last week is this long legal letter from a lawyer. Right, it goes on for pages, and it has photo- photographs of my car. And it says, you were um, in a serious car accident on this day. It goes, details, all of the stuff. 
we believe this was your fault. And I'm reading this. And it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's been proven by the police that it was not my fault, you know, all, and my insurance, all of this. Um, you were involved in this car accident. Here's the photographic evidence. We are making a claim on behalf of, and then I can't quite, we, first of all, I thought it was a scam. So I Googled it and the, the, the company, the lawyers are legit and the, 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 the it's basically, I'm being sued for three and a half thousand pounds for the damage done to the road in this accident. Right. I, and the thing is, I don't, the only, the, the damage would be like oil leakage on the road. I don't think I even hit, I, I can't remember if I hit the central reservation. I don't think I did. So, so I got this letter and I'm reading it going, what? And I just kept reading it. First of all, I thought it was a scam. So I Googled the lawyers and the company they're making the claim for. They're legit. And the phone numbers and the addresses all tied up. So they're, they're legit. Um, and I just kept reading it and I started shaking. I was shaking because I have been reminded of this thing that was so upsetting to me. Even now it's so upsetting. And then I'm shaking with anger because I'm thinking, you pig in, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm trying to swear less. So I'm saying pig in now. Instead of, you pig in scumbags. You pig in pigs. Then I started getting scared thinking, my God, this is going to, I'm going to go to court for this. And then I read it really carefully and it says they're writing to me, they're writing to everybody that was involved. They're also writing to my ex-insurance company. And the way I can make this go away is if I send them a check for three and a half thousand pounds now. I'm thinking, I haven't got three and a half thousand pounds that I can just do like that. I'm starting to panic. And I mentioned it on Twitter and most people went, uh, and we were kind of a, most people went, they're chancing it. They're chancing it. Sit tight. You should be okay. And I'm now at the point of thinking, their chances, they will write to the insurance. The, the, the crash was not my fault. So any damage to the road cannot be my fault. And the insurance company, they're, they're, they're just writing to everybody, hoping that someone gets scared and writes them a check. But there's still a chance I might go to court. But you showed over. me the letter and it is very stern. Yeah. And there's no kind of sugarcoating of it. No. As far as, you know, if you were to receive that, you would think that you you needed to act urgently. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm going to get that letter. The um, guy that in front of me that I was pushed into is going to get that letter. The guy behind me is going to get that letter. And the guy on the motorbike who's, who's now um, paralyzed from the neck down is going to get that letter and you think jesus how are they allowed to send i found it so upsetting so upsetting that they were able to uh to to send this out and i'm still there is i think i'm gonna be all right logically i know i'm all right because it wasn't my fault in the letter they say it was your fault right and it wasn't right and i know i'm all right but there's still quite a big part of me that is very, very nervous that I'm going to end up in court. And part of me thinks, I'll just write a check. And that is the power of, and that is the power of what they're doing. Yeah. And they know this. Yeah. And then today there was a letter, which I thought was connected to that letter. I thought it was the follow-up saying, we still haven't heard from you. It's a letter saying, we still haven't heard from you regarding your accident. We've been in touch with um, uh, your insurance company if you'd like to make a claim for any uninsured losses. And I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, hang on, you're ambulance chasers. They're offering to get money for Do you. You want, you want me to get in touch? And I remember they'd sent me a letter six months ago, six months ago. They sent me a letter a couple of months ago and went straight in the bin. So you absolute scumbags sending me a letter 
remind, and I, I read it and I was shaking again because it just brought it back. It was such a traumatic experience. If anyone who's been in a, in a really serious car crash will know, it, it, it takes a long time to reconcile with it, particularly when someone, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, I thought, you scumbags. First of all, where have they got my details from? Have my insurance, I know there was a big scandal, but it was legal a few years ago of insurance companies selling details of accident or is there a, like a database where they can get access the to fact, the police the fact that company the yeah. first one the first lot of solicitors had photographs is highly yeah. questionable isn't it well uh, well it's not i suppose if they're suing on behalf of the people in charge of the road that w they would have been there taking photos at some point i guess but you just think here's the thing i would never and i have never I've been offered a few times when I've been in car accidents. I've never and could never put in a fake claim for whiplash and all. And I know a lot of people do. I know loads of people do. But there's just something in me. I tell you where exactly where it comes from. We had, used to have an insurance guy, Sandy Pagliaro. If you're listening, Sandy, good evening. He used to come round every month and collect the insurance premium off my mum and dad. And I remember once, and this is 40 years ago, um, they put in a claim for a ring that had got lost. And Sandy Pagliaro came round to, to either do the claim or to ha even hand over the cheque. And I said, but Dad, Dad, you found the ring. No, I didn't, son. With this insurance guy there. Yeah, yeah, son, different ring. Didn't find it. Be quiet. Wow. And um, and they got the, the cheque in the end for 100 quid, whatever it was. Um, but since then, I've got this sense of I cannot... Put in, I would, why would you want to put in? You're sure you get two and a half grand, but but for what? Why are you putting it? Why? I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It's not my thing. That money comes from someone. Comes from someone. Um, so to have a letter saying we can, uh, you've you've got some uninsured losses. We can get a few quid for you. Get in touch. We'll get you a few you quid. Know, no. It feels like though, whatever process it was by which your information was passed on. Yeah. I would expect more letters. I, I suspect so. I've not had any phone calls. I've had phone calls in the past for oh, car I crashes. Oh, I keep getting those. Recently I've had a couple. Of right. Those ones where I suspect they're automated. Yeah. Because it'll be, hi, and it'll be someone with um, a very kind of girl next door type voice. Oh, she's a, just a, a recording. Yeah, and a kind of, you know, something like, uh, you know, uh, Sally Smith or something. Yeah. Always a very, very neutral kind of accent, that yeah. whole thing. And it's, uh, we heard about your accent, uh, your accident. And I always say, no, you didn't. Stop phoning me. Yeah. Like, no emotion, no response, no nothing. It's a robot, it's a, is it's it? It's a recording to test to see if you'll, pe if you'll answer your phone. That's what that is, to see if it's a real number. Because they're doing like robot, they're just making up numbers. And then uh, that, that you answered and you spoke. So you're now on a system. I've had loads of those. But just absolute scumbags. And it's... They, they, you know, thank God, most crashes, only the crashes I've been in, are bumps and scrapes and a little bit of dentage. Still upsetting, mm. but, you know, after a week, a couple of days, you're over it and it's like, okay. This, this is, this was, you know, the you impact really on, state oh God, that. the impact, me, the, 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 the poor guy who's, you know, physically, is changed forever. You know, he died in front of me and came, came back, brought back to life. He's going to get all of that stuff as well you think well i don't know what a, wor what a world what a world the thing that i find the most offensive yes. about that kind of use of the legal system mm. is that it is intelligent you would imagine educated yeah, people yeah, it's yeah. not it's not wide boy scammers yeah it's people who are 
tapping into something really very powerful and they know they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Rem, we've got Matt, we'll come to you in a second, 0344 499 1000, this is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 Let's go to Matt. Good evening, Matt. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, Matt. What have, I actually got a little bit of a headache, a little bit of a, a tense neck and a bit of a headache, but apart from that, I'm uh, okay, Matt. You should probably get some sort of um, unguent and rub it on your neck. Uh, I'm, I'm more likely to get a tincture. That could work as well, yeah, mm. tinctures work. Tinctures yeah. work, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I just wanted to talk about um, your pussy. Please do. Um... Female cats are viable from 16 weeks. Viable. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, a great way of putting it. So, so uh, Catherine's Willow is Prime. open for business. God. She certainly is. Prime viability. Functioning um, cat flap. And, um, so will she, will she be pumping out like a sex... Yeah, as soon as they become... Okay. Um, uh, but should, would we not be able to smell it? Or is it on a completely different frequency? No, I believe it's only something that... Um, that Randy Tomcats can smell. There you go, she's been out of the house for two days, and that smell must be still sticking to the walls. Well, that ha yeah. that's going to be stuck in yeah. my house now for for quite a while. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I found out the hard way because I I, uh, I got a, a female cat from a rescue centre, and when she was uh, eighteen weeks, I took her into a vet to be um, deflowered. No, done. Yeah, and um, I left her there, and when I came back the next day they said that would be 245 pounds uh because she was already pregnant <gasps> with four kittens <laughs> it's babies having babies it's babies yeah, having babies no, come on willow looks like a little teddy bear she's a, a kitten 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 how could oh my god, god. cats are perverts cat pedophiles i was gutted because my of um, latent maternal instincts kicked in and I was like well couldn't you have called me and let me know because it might have been oh did they hang on did they do an abortion on her yeah yeah, <gasps> yeah they, they should have asked you no well, they, they said they said that we, if we ask the, the response is almost always okay we'll keep them and then there's a huge amount of unwanted yeah, but um, cats. That's not their decision the to make. No. No. Well, I, mean, I, I kind of saw where they were coming from. On that. I was, I was a little bit upset for her because she's obviously she can't, she can't now have kids ever. Um, I don't think she'll care. She's a cat. Oh, yeah. It's slightly <laughs> different to like you know, like a teenager, but teenage <laughs> yeah. human. But that's a bit, I Jeff. That they no, they should have. They should have said. They should have said. Well, they went ahead and did it anyway, and then, and then charged me full whack for it as well. Um, well and it's not going to buy insurance either, so. There you go. Well, okay. Well, so, yeah. Okay, so they're sending out 16 weeks. So, yeah, that, that, well, that Tom was looking for your, uh, your willow. That's outrageous. Yeah. I've got to be, I've got to be careful. I've got to, how do I get rid of this, the, the musk? I don't think you can unless they're spayed. I think no, I'm talking about in my house, because the cat's not in my house anymore. She sat on Ian a lot. I don't want Ian to get <laughs> pregnant and have kids. <laughs> There may be, if you go on Amazon, there might be a specialist brand of Febreze that you can get, like, anti- Fanny Febreze. God. Anti Fanny Febreze. Isn't that incredible? Wow. So yeah, that Tom was looking for that. 
filthy yes, animal. How far had he travelled? It obviously took, it was like the incredible I, journey. Maybe he smelt it when she was there. I've never seen him before. And he, he came from like the far left of my, that's where he came, ran to the far left maybe and bugged off. when he set out, she was still there. Maybe, maybe. Keep, keep an eye on your garden, Catherine. I know you live about an hour away from me, but if a big fat <laughs> black and white... <laughs> Fluffy thing comes. Keep an eye on your garden. I bet you'll get some toms in your back garden. Well, I mean, it's the thing. I mean, see, mine's been spayed now for um, about about two years, and we've just moved about six, five, six weeks ago to a new place. And there's a massive, great big black tom cat that's hanging around the garden um, here. I mean, it's huge. It looks like a panther. Yeah. Um, But there's obviously some residual. Uh, yeah. Attraction, even though she's been done. Either I mean, that, or they're not fussing. It's just <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's funny. It's so much mm. of it must be based on smell, because um, well, as we as we know, it's, but but the fact that one of my girls didn't come in that night, she obviously came up to the cat flap and smelt that there was a, a tom dripping everywhere. Oh, for God's yeah, sake! Yeah, then linked it to go and hide because yeah. the toms are horrible. Um, if I can say the word bastards, um, you, you know can. they really are disgusting creatures, and uh, uh, they'll um, they'll they'll um, pounce on anything frankly um talking of which pouncing on anything your other thing about this insurance um oh, deal yeah, yeah um if that if you were being called by a firm of solicitors who were representing the so-called owner of the road which would be the council they're lying because the council doesn't uh, no council would employ solicitors to go after residents to claim for damage to a road so they are acting out of, um, they're not, they're not instructed to do it's that. Not they quite weren't a council, were they? It was no. like a building Did group. I send you a picture of it? Yeah. Let me see if I can find the, the thing. If not, I'll dig out the letter and bring it in. It was... Did you tell me it was the people who'd repaired the road? But surely they would be paid by the... Was... They'd be paid by the council, uh, and if, unless it's a, what's called an unincorporated or uh, unadopted road, which is a private road, if no. it's not one of those, it's, the A40. it's a public road, it's owned and controlled by the council. That nobody would uh, be able to claim a private company was instructing them to claim for damages, and so they're lying. And if they're a firm of solicitors, they are regulated by the Solicitors Regulation Authority, and they should be reported to them because they can be struck off. I wish they would struck off. Um, yeah, they should. They should struck off. Exactly. Um, I can't find the uh, thing that I. They've they got photos of the car at the accident site. That will have been taken by either the um, insurers of the person who caused the accident, or possibly your insurers or another insurance company that turned up as a, um, a you know a, a, an emergency. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, surveyor, effectively. Yeah. Scummy They'd have been called out of the blue by, by probably by the insured person who was um, responsible for the accident, and they're just trying to offset any liabilities by getting people to stump up cash in advance. Again, that, that's illegal. And if the SRA, the Solicitors Regulation Authority, okay. was able to identify them, they'd, they'd get done for uh, fraudulently represent, misrepresenting a case, and they should be struck off. Matt, mm. thank you very much for that. You've put my mind at ease. It is appreciated. Did we do we did the 22 break, didn't we? Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Ren. Good evening, Ren. Hello, how are you doing? I'm okay, apart from the headache and a stiff neck, I'm, uh, and I'm a little bit hungry and I need a wee. Apart from those things, they're minor things. I've got fingers, I've got, I've got legs, I've got, I've got money in my wallet, I've got petrol in my tank, <laughs> I've got a roof over my house. I'm yes, great. indeed. 
I, I, I just want to pick up on a couple of things, and, and the guy that was speaking now is absolutely, absolutely bang on what he was saying. It's fraudulent. But where I would personally like to take this is pick-up artists. Because I think you said to Kath just before, she was they were trying to get a number from her. And Who? this is the essence of pick-up artists. Who was trying to get a number? No, no, no. She was getting a phone call... Um, uh, 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 there's okay. an automated thing where they, they, it's like a, a tape recording phones up and it's because there's a machine somewhere, it's illegal in this country now, but they do it abroad. There's a machine somewhere right. dialing random numbers until it hits work. one that works and someone answers. But then that number is in the system. That number's in the and system. And I, 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 I would say, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous what you've been through. Of course it's illegal. But, the scamming of people's mobile phone numbers yes. is going on an, an almost extraordinarily large scale. And I saw it the other day on the train. Okay, tell me about I that. was on the train and a woman got in. She's very pretty, very lovely. She was engrossed in her phone. I saw a man approach her and get her phone number. And then when he got it, he retreated. And I realised I'd watched a scam in place. Just like, you know, the, the, the thing with phone, you know, with the car crashes and things yeah. like that. What was the scam. scam? What was the scam? The scam was he just wanted her number. Why did she, hang on, well, I don't understand why she gave it to him. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Well, how do and you know, actually, well, hang on, how do you know, was, <laughs> how do you know it's a scam? It seems like a very low-tech way of doing something <laughs> that could be done very easily else, okay. and faster, what? and bigger. <laughs> What I'm talking about is pick-up artists. Yeah. Now, there are men who are in developed countries, certainly the US and the UK, who are giving seminars, yeah. booking events, and charging largely males £600, £500, £600, to come and to understand how you pick up women. For oh, yeah, there was a guy in... Um Scotland uh last week who was like, the guy. live streaming himself or certainly filming yes. himself trying to pick up women and when it wasn't working would then they didn't know they were being filmed and he's he's yes. um, gone gone to prison for it, I think. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. Yeah, but but what, called, why did you think that this guy was doing that? Because she was clearly a student, she was around about nineteen twenty, she had an art portfolio. He came up to her in, in the middle of the carriage, you know, they didn't get on together or anything like that. Yeah. And he said, oh, you're really pretty. I can see you're a student. Do you want me to take pictures of your work? And that is red flag, red flag, red flag. Right there. Okay. but you And you heard all this, right? Yeah, I was watching her. Right, okay. Maybe, well, I mean, uh, okay. I don't, okay. Well, that's bad, if that's the case. How do you know she gave him her real number? Because that is an old... I watched, it, I watched it happen. They did the bump thing with the with the phones. And after he'd left, and he was very polite and very kind, and he wasn't um, very aggressive in his manner, I actually went up to him and said, I'm sorry, I'm not your mum, but you really shouldn't be giving your phone numbers out to people that you don't know. Why? This is a big revelation. This is a big revelation I've had in the last year. Okay. Because uh, I was always really protective of my phone number, right? Right. And now, actually, I'm not as protective because what is bad about me giving up my phone number to someone I don't know? I think in your case, 
you're okay. What is bad about so, what is bad about someone giving out their phone number to someone they don't know? Because if they don't have the um, awareness that somebody might be trying to scam them, then that can be incredibly dangerous. Well, you get blocked. So if someone phones up, you give someone your phone number, and they turn out to be a dick, you just block them. Yeah, but I don't think everybody always thinks that way. And It's quite... Hmm. <laughs> it's quite patronising, isn't it, to think that a 19-year-old woman didn't know what she was doing maybe they knew each other maybe they were on the same course maybe it was a friend of her dad's maybe uh he was he had a number for her but she changed it and he didn't have the new number maybe he'd lost his phone maybe he was gonna be able to promote her work who, who knows maybe she felt obliged to take his number but then she immediately blocked it i watched the whole situation unfold and yeah you weren't in her head sorry but you weren't in her head Oh, well, okay, yeah, fair enough, but I could see it happening because she didn't know him. It was clear by the interaction. She gave him her phone number and he left. But what I'm actually trying to talk to you about is the concept of pickup artists and the game. But you don't, yeah, okay, but then let's put that conversation to one side because you don't know that, that he was a pickup artist. You, you're assuming he was. I think there are big red flags around people going to other people and then saying i'm going to i think you're really pretty i think you're really lovely i'll take pictures of your work and it was clear that the, the two of them because i was watching the interaction but you don't know really who, you don't know didn't really know each other sorry well you I, I interrupt you in the middle of the sentence didn't really it was clear by the interaction that i observed that the both of those people did not know each okay. other okay oh, you went from didn't really to, okay okay, okay. But, but you don't know that he was a pickup artist no i don't not for certain but that's the point isn't it is that we don't know for certain okay so you're saying she shouldn't, she shouldn't have given her phone number out I think it's a very inadvisable way okay to, but, to but it's, her, it's, it's, her, it's it's a 19 year old woman is a is a fully developed, fully grown adult. It's well, I don't know. She was certainly a student. She had a she had okay. a portfolio. Well, with you her. wouldn't want to tell women what they can and can't. I certainly wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't want to tell women what they can and can't do. Also, this young woman has grown up in the age of online dating. She probably knows about more checks and balances on people than we do. That's very true, Catherine. I think that's very very true. I think the millennials know a lot more about dating than we do. Well, I'm I'm a forty year old woman, so. Well, no, different uh, days, different data. They know yeah. more about different dating, more modern dating than we do. But they do. Yes, they, un they instinctively understand it. And but actually, I do think it's really creepy that a man would approach a woman and say, "I'm going to take pictures of your work," and then just suddenly leave. But I don't That's think quite you. Quite weird. Well, I don't. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Are they on a train. Yes, it was on a train. Yeah. Okay, but I, 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 I find it. I. I I find it, it makes me uncomfortable that you're saying that women shouldn't give out their phone number to people. It's up to them. It, it certainly is up to them. Yep. I think the, the, the distinction is really, you know, do you have the awareness to know, I give out my phone number to everybody, but then I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> What's for <funny? laughs> Oh, you're, come on, man. You're kidding me. You're phoning up to say other women shouldn't give out their phone number to men, but you can do it because you know what's going on in the world. Come I on, man. Do you know how patronising that sounds? It's not patronising. Yes, it is. 
Why? Why because it? you're, it's okay for you to give out your phone number because you know what's going on in the world, but you recommend that other women shouldn't. Uh, can I tell on. you what I was doing come yesterday on, morning? Ren, can I tell you what I was doing? Come on, you got to know how patronising and arrogant that sounds. Can I tell you what I was doing is yesterday it, morning? Is it, is it relevant to this conversation? Yes, it is, actually. Then, then please tell me. I've got, uh, I've just accessed an app where I counsel women who have been really seriously abused. And a lot of the time when I'm talking to them, they don't understand what they are dealing with. But you do. They'll say... You know I, better no, than other no, no, women. No, I don't, no, I'm saying I have an awareness, but I am not the I just aware. think it's quite arrogant to say, it's okay for me to give out my number because I know what's going on, but other women shouldn't give out their number because no, they don't what know I'm what's saying going is, on. Is that what I am saying very clearly, Ian, is that unaware women shouldn't be giving out their number unless they are. Well, how do you aware know when you're aware? How, how, how do you know when you're aware or not? Well, it's a funny thing, isn't it, really? It's a bit of a no, rueful feat. I don't think it is funny. I think it's, I think it's, um, what? I think it's strange that you immediately jump to the conclusion that this person is a predator. You don't think that a man coming up to a woman in a train carriage saying that she's pretty and wanted to take pictures is not predatory behaviour? Seriously? No, I don't. Necessarily. Well, I think you're an idiot then, to be honest. Well, I think you're rude. Here's All the right. thing, Ren. Please, please don't. I mean, you're welcome to call Catherine an idiot if you want, but that, but that's that. Just because someone disagrees with you is that arrogance again? Just because someone? No, no. I'm I'm perfectly happy to accept her opinion. Not because you called her an idiot. Because someone disagrees with you, you don't need to call them an idiot. That's 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 rude. Oh dear. Oh dear. Here we go again, Ren. You can't accept the fact that other people have got different opinions. I can accept it. But I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think you like. I don't think you like um, being what? questioned. I think you like to give your expertise, and everyone says thanks very much. That was very wise of you, and and that's the end of the story. And I don't think no. you're very wise. I never said I was wise. I think you've had um, some horrific experiences in your life that you then extrapolate to um, uh, explain other people's experiences. And I'm attention. sorry, I'm going to cut across you there. How, in what world is it normal for a man to go into a carriage with a woman he doesn't know and say he's going to take pictures of her? That's, I mean, not, what, that's not what you said. That's not what you said happened before. Try again. No, 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 you've completely lost me. That's, you ju what you've just said there is not how you describe the incident about four or five the times. Try again. The incident was, don't. Try again. The incident was, a woman, a lovely woman, very young, came into the carriage, she was sat engrossed in her phone, a man got onto the same train, and a different carriage came up to her and said, you're really pretty, you're lovely, um, I'm a photographer, I can see you're an art student, I'll take pictures of your work. There you go, that's it's, not what you just said. You, now you're, you're, now you're going back to... That is exactly... It's not, Ren, you're going back to the original story. Just the, the previous the, the, the time you said that, you said he was going to take pictures of her. Um, so, right, okay, I apologise. If I did say that, you then did. I'm sorry. You did. But basically he was invigilating an incident where he could take pictures of her artwork. I think you've had a very because... negative experience, and you are now looking to find people to, um, I'm look, you're looking for people to attack that don't necessarily need to be attacked. Okay, let's talk about pickup artists and the seminars that are going where men are actually 
We haven't really got time now, I'm afraid. Uh, well, but it's important. Well, you should have talked about that at the start of this, this phone call. We're, we're late for the news Well, now. then, I've obviously learned something tonight, then, haven't I? Certainly not manners. <laughs> and, like, you still, you still let me go on, don't you? You still let me talk. That's of course I let you talk, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy, but I'm not the enemy. Really not. I'm really trying very, very hard. It's when I was, I was just... You've made it combative again. I've never said you were the enemy. No, and I'm not. And, and, and this morning, and I'm not saying this as self-angodizing, I've been counselling women for free who've been seriously abused and they don't understand what's going on. And okay, then I don't... I again, get, <sighs> with mm. respect, that is irrelevant to this phone call. Not really, because I want to talk about pickup artists. Well, no, yeah. well, you should have talked about that at the start of the call instead of you, you, you being nosy on a train. It's, I'm sure it's great that you do this, this, this great work, uh, with, with uh, women who've been abused. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, wonder, I'm really I'm not the enemy how, here, I, Ian. I, and at no point, at no point have I said you're the enemy. Again, I think No, I know, I know you're uh, not. Then and can I don't you want stop to get using, can you, well, but it's too late because you, you have been combative throughout the whole, the whole phone call. While we've been very, very polite and very calm, um, and you've just got more and more aggressive with us because. I've not. You have, you called my friend an idiot. <sighs> That's aggressive. Okay. The point is, is it's that not our fault. It's not our fault what you went through. And I never said it was. Getting a real what I am trying to say very is, clearly. We haven't got time to talk about pickup artists. Why no. not? This, we should be minutes, talking about it, shouldn't we? we? <laughs> okay, but we're three minutes late for the news. You've already had quite a long time, and it's been a thoroughly unpleasant call from my point of view. Okay. I don't think I'm going to ring you again. I wish you all the best. But, you know, I wish it, it in a very passive-aggressive... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just... Do. I wish I could get through to you. I wish I could make you see the way that, that I see it. That, that is... Yeah, the way what? that you see it. The way that you oh. see it. I don't know what's happened to you. I don't know what you've been through. And I don't want to know. But um, I, I am telling you as someone who doesn't know you that uh, we've had a laugh, but also that you, you, ha you have a tendency to get very angry when people present a different point of view to yours. I think that's a fair point, actually. Good. Thank you. I do think that's a fair point, and it's something, it's one of my blind spots. Yeah. And I hope um, you take that on board. And I, I do take it on board, absolutely, and I'm very sorry, Kath. There we go. That's great. Thank you. If that's you don't want to call no in worries. again, that's, that's, that's your, it's up to you. Um, I would like you to call in again. I but, will do, absolutely. But, uh, but this, I, I will call out inaccuracies, we will present our point of view, and I will call out passive aggression. And I meanness. don't think I, sorry, I don't think I am passive aggressive, okay. but, um... I think you are. I, I, well, okay, that's fair enough. I, I accept your opinion, but okay. I right. do try to get the point across that I have been counselling people, not not necessarily women, but men too, but, you know, and I do, I do try, and I do try to get this point across, and 
And Why do you keep I, trying to get that point across that you've been counselling women? Why is that relevant to anything to do with what we're talking about? Because all domestic violence is committed by people who've got MPD. It's not. And I'm not going to have that conversation again. I'm not going to have that conversation. It, it's, okay. it, it's not. You're, you're, I remember your point about everyone who has attempted to take their own life or has taken their own life is, is, is doing it because of they they have had some form of relationship with the narcissist. I did say that. Yeah, Absolutely. That, that's, 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 that's untrue and that's dangerous. And I will, I, w- I will not allow that's that fine. to um, be thinking. But I have to go because we're six minutes late for the news and I'll get time. Okay. All right. Thank you, Thanks very much. Bye-bye. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Who has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut, after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'll be honest, I feel more alive now than I did 20 minutes ago. Same for you, Kath? Yeah. I feel more alive. Mm-hmm. More alive. We've got a full switchboard. I, I don't know what happened. Let's, um, uh, uh, Wayne, Stephen, Chris, Nigel, Helen and Brian, stay there. I will come to you, but first of all, we're going to go to Penny. Good evening, Penny. Good evening. Sorry, I was just sort of napping a little bit there. You only, you only phoned in, um, six minutes ago. I know. Well, how t- what, what, what have you taken? Some calms or something? What's going on? You had a no. drink? <laughs> Thank you, Kath. No, what happened was I was lying in bed listening, and then the last person phoned up, yeah. and I, I'm i with you, I think they were passive-aggressive, but I think they got stuck in a bit of a behavioural cycle, really. And I kind of missed a little bit at the beginning, but my understanding was that what they were saying was that they had witnessed somebody, a woman, giving their phone number to a man on a train. Yeah. Is that what they said? And then they were saying that you know that's really unsafe and 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 i just thought i'd stir the pot up and Uh-oh. say my bit oh god oh I- god catherine <laughs> hold you hold that side of the pot i'm gonna hold this side penny get penny get the spoon here we go i'm a stirring here we go um in the olden days we would have perhaps given our address so really a mobile number's not you can just block it. Exactly. This is the thing. In the olden days, which was not so long ago, say the mm. early 1990s, that's yeah. how you met people. Mm. Now, as long as he's not following her home, pushing her around, or, you know, pressing his advantage in any other particular way, mm. phone number is very easy to block. Also, I used to do that old trick of maybe not giving my phone number out. It, it can it can be, though. I Remember that guy that ran that... um festival that collapsed yes we, oh, had a, yeah. we had a guy on penny and he, he ran a festival that collapsed and we had him on the show he had my phone num- my mobile phone number and for a couple of weeks he, he did make things very unpleasant for me and very uncomfortable by posting my number online by getting me to be part of, of whatsapp groups where they were all it, it can certainly make it, it can it can be very upsetting and that- i'm a big old bloke that can look after myself if if you know somebody who's perhaps not so confident as me could find that even more upsetting. That's extreme behaviour. It really is, yes. I refuse to live my life waiting for that to happen. Uh, I'm not going to be frightened of men in general just because some people mm. and so I have had bad experiences with men, but I know that I've had bad experiences with some women too, but you mm. know, um, I'm not going to, I am, I am not going to live my life expecting the worst of people. 
And if someone were to do something like that, it's illegal, it's easily traceable, I'm pretty sure I could, I could sort it out. And also, that's a lot of assumptions about a very, very short interaction that I'm pretty sure um, we heard an abridged version of. I, um, I'm reminded, oh, I'm trying to find a clip of it now, that on the olden days, on programmes, this is going off on a slight tangent, it doesn't really bear much relevance, but the olden days, on programmes like Swap Shop, right, they'd have the competitions, you know, they'd pick, pick a winner out of the bin. Yeah. And they'd go, he'd go, right, and the winner of the Duran Duran Greatest Hits uh, LP is uh, Trisha Martin. She's nine years old and she lives at number 62 <laughs> yes! Woodland Street. And they'd read out the address. <laughs> they would read out the full address of where a child lived. And they she did gets the bus at 8.45 by herself. They used to do it. And here's the thing, nothing bad happened in the 70s and no. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Penny, thank you for stirring the pot. It is appreciated. Thank you. Gonna move on just so we've got loads of calls, but I appreciate that. Let's go to Jeffrey. Good evening, Jeffrey. Oh, hi, guys. I guess, um, the main thing is that I just thought, uh, I enjoyed all the Howard Hughes, and then no, I didn't, I never listened. If it's Brexit, it's on my app, but, hey, you like this, it, isn't it? But, um, mm. you know, well, anyway, it's just me, it's just personal. I've just, I've heard it already. I've decided what I'm doing anyway, regardless of what anyone else is. You're gonna smoke do. a big fat doobie. Well, probably, but also it involves, like, trading with someone who has that big fat doobie, and I must have something, surely, out of all the things that I can do, and what is, you know, like, there must be something Hang like... Are you saying... Like, I find it really difficult to separate the sentences in this conversation. Hang on, are you mm. saying that it, when we leave, when oh, we leave the EU, you're going to pay your dealer by what? No. Putting no. shelves up for him and bartering with him? Well, well, if necessary, but I'd rather actually, like, deal with... I'd rather, like, honestly, I'd rather deal directly with a country that can provide something that we can't make... Yes. ...and exchange it for something that we can... Yeah. ...which surely negates the whole, like, Whatever. oh, how much is this particular currency worth today? It's like, it's worth what it is, isn't it? A drum is worth to me, like, this many bread rolls, and that's it, or whatever. <laughs> I'm not even bothered. You can, you can stick as many... How many, bread, how many bread rolls... How many bread rolls is a drum worth? Well, it's to be negotiated Depends between both parties. I can't just say, like, all right, a drum is worth, like, this many. It's not... I can't just, I'm not, I've like, got a dr- I've got... You've got anymore. a drum, Jeffrey, and I want it. Oh, I'm go- I've got six... They're soft baps. Well, oh, that... what, what want. Do you want, like, proper, like, nice, like, yes. handmade African, like, made out of, like, a tree? Or do you want just, like, some, you know, jumbo, just pick up and bolt for you, stick a fiver, and I'll post it to you? What do you want? It Tell depends. Me. Where are you shipping it from? Because if we're sending well, bread rolls to Africa, we're going to need some pretty well, if it's, good like, if it's storage. Well, Africa, you're literally talking, like, it will come with the video saying, like them as they make it and like how to play it so it's actually quite good it's, actually, right. like, it's not just i'll give you six soft baps no, and two man. crusty rolls i'd say for that i want like something like approach it not a bakery but i want a bit more than six i know what you want i know what you want it's not me it's you not want one with me. mixed olives in it they're gorgeous well, yeah all right at least and maybe Stone maybe i Herbs and cheese and whatever, yeah, some nice bread. Now he wants herbs and cheese. Yeah, 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 fancy. I don't it's know, it's drum. a whole tree for six baps, I must say. All right, fr- I'll, I'll give you a French stick as well. Anyway, I know I'm the guy that you always go, oh, I don't remember. And what? a cheesecake, but the proper che- but, London cheesecake with the wiry well, cheese on top. Well, I'll what, look, when you next have a game do, I'll come down and I'll play it. We'll just do, like, I don't know, two minutes of Monopoly on night maximum which is just like we just deal out the cards and we give it what what two rounds and we just see what happens right 
whoever wins, it's like playing blackjack, mate. You're half a winner. Right? There's no point playing all night. You're half a winner and lose, you know. So Can you play enough in two minutes, then? Uh, well, if you know, do yeah, I can play anything in two minutes if you can. Uh, yeah, if you're not bothered yeah. about actually getting anywhere. Well, if you steal all the cards, if Jeffrey, you steal all the cards, I've just realised that there's a like screen it. behind me showing me, but but a second later, and I've worked out if I'm quick enough, mm. I can flip myself the V's. You can what? Give yourself the V's? Giving you insult on yourself? I can flip myself the V's. Look at that. Hang on. Hang on. I had to watch, you know, you always, on, you always say like, oh, we're on video, but actually, does anyone actually see this video? No, it's private. Like Rupert my Murdoch own, and, my and own private, me, Rupert Murdoch, <laughs> sit around yeah. naked, yeah. watching videos of me flicking the Vs at myself. What I do know is I always think, right, if I'm going to, like, hang with a Catherine, right, it's got to start with a K, not a C, because yes, I've got sir. one in the family. Hang with Catherine. Enough, you know. Well, hey, you know, if it's going to be, there's got to be a K, this is an extra hard edge. Fall down that K-hole. Oh, I didn't mean it sound like that. I didn't mean it sound like that. You did my K-hole alone. It didn't mean it sound like that. Thank you, Jeffrey. Brian? Hello. Hello, Brian. Hi. First of all, nobody should ever call Catherine Boyle an idiot. She's a respectable broadcaster, and she's done this show many times on her own and did a fantastic job. I can be an idiot at times, but thank you for your kindness. Brian, Brian, Brian we got Brian, uh, Brian brackets bumlick. <laughs> That's easy. Uh, You're right. Well, I was, was going Yes. I was going to ask you, you know, like, we're coming up to Halloween now. Are you, are you guys going to be doing anything spooky tomorrow night for Halloween? Because I've got a really scary ghost story to tell you. I'm going to be having a spooky poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a story about one of those. Go on. It's called the haunted siding. You got some spooky music? Of course, I've got spooky music. You know, I've got spooky music. My granddad. Too many people. Oh, come on. Here we go. It's spooky. Go. My granddad Joe was an engine driver and used to work in and out of the Manchester docks. And part of his work as an engine driver involved him using a very oh. long handled shovel. The long handled shovel had many applications, one of which was cooking up a fry-up for your breakfast. Used to use it for that. They also used to use it for shoveling coal. But one particular night, it was used for something rather more supernatural. Grandad's colleague in the train engine that night was busting for a poo. Fortunately, up ahead... So sorry, Brian. There was a siding... Now, back in those days, simpler times, you didn't have so many toilets We've along the way. We've got a full switchboard. You don't need Hang to on. feel like this. Let's I'm not telling this is important. So, Grandad's colleague went out, dropped his trousers and pants, and assumed the position for this much-needed movement. Okay. Little did he know... People think I'm the vulgar one. <laughs> on the other side of the engine, Grandad was waiting with his long-handled shovel... <laughs> Your granddad a poo catcher. <laughs> On this occasion, what did you get? Yes, he was. And when the man finished and looked down to see what he had done, there was nothing there. That episode was henceforth known as the haunted siding. <laughs> so he caught, <laughs> put, he caught poo on a shovel that he cooked breakfast on. Your granddad's disgusting. <laughs> Different times, man. Different times. I'm sorry, Brian. I thought that was going to go somewhere. It went straight <laughs> yeah, down the gutter. Sure. What's what your story? Engine. It was an invisible ghost poo. Cat what more do you Catherine, want? Catherine, <laughs> if I were you, I, I, if I were you, I'd button it because you've embarrassed yourself. 
<laughs> it turns out Ren was right about you. Ren was spot on. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And you said such nice things about her at the start of that call. And I, bet I you're did warn you that, that I can be an idiot. Brian, what? Um, in the case with Ren, I wasn't. Up. I was astute. Button it. Let him, let him talk. Oh. Go on, Brian. Sorry, mate. All oh, right. The Spinal Road in, the Spinal Road in Newcastle, there's a ghostly um, cyclist. And Hang apparently on. A ghostly cyclist? Stop. Give him the music and let him do it properly. Oh, okay, here we go. This spine road in Newcastle upon Tyne that leads up towards Northumberland is a very scary road. There is a ghost of a cyclist. Many people have gone up towards Northumberland have actually hit the cyclist who's come off his bike and landed on a bonnet of somebody's car and when they've stopped the car to have a look, see where the, go- the, the person is because he thought it was a real person, yeah. they've looked in bushes and unfortunately there's been nothing there. And when they've reported the incident to Northumber Police, the police said, yeah, yeah, we've heard the story, we know the story. And it's happened many, many occasions, the, cycl- the ghost cyclist on the spinal road. That's, that's kind of it, really. Listen, I'm going to be story. honest, both of you, both, right, Catherine, you get, you get... Was there a long-handled shovel involved? Catherine, you get a two out of ten. It would have been one, but number two is funnier. Brian, you get a four out of ten for that. Oh, thanks. Hey, listen, thank He's you, happy mate. with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to Ryan before we take a break. Good evening, Ryan. Oh, good evening. Hello, I paid you two nights ago and I really annoyed you somehow. I do apologise. Okay, Brian, uh, Ryan, apology accepted. Okay, I don't know how I did it. I phoned up with a query and I said... You're a, I remember you're a bit of a knob. Well, apparently, yeah. Uh, but I was, tonight I've got the same predicament because I thought I've got two subjects. I'm going to ask you what one you might do, and you've mentioned ghosts, which is one of them, and the other one you've mentioned K, which is sort of the, uh, the avenue I wanted to go down. I was tying it in last time, and I think I offended you, so do apologise. All right, apology accepted. Is there any chance you can get closer to the phone because you're very quiet, and I've got your oh, maximum okay. leverage? Is, is that better? Uh, come a little closer. Come a little bit closer. What about, what about... Oh, yeah, now we, now we can now, hear now you. Now put your face next to your phone. <laughs> That's it. Go on. Go on then, Ryan. Never. Right, okay. Right, so uh, I'll, I'll go down the drug route then, okay? Right, oh. I mentioned the word hippie retreat. I think it's always interesting because... You're getting oh, quieter yeah. again. What are you doing? No, I was going to say, I am going too soon. Uh, I, Ryan, I can't... Get... Ryan, I can't hear you, mate. Oh, okay, sorry. You, you, no, we can't. Your tone suggests you're not sorry. <laughs> you were, you were quiet, then you got louder, and now you've gone quiet again. Oh. Oh. No. Hello? 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 No. Now. No. No? No, oh. yeah, now, now I can. Go. Talk to us about now, drugs. Okay. Okay. Right. I have been, uh, I can get hold of some DMT, right? And I want to know if Anyone will know anyone that's done it, or you've heard anything about it, because I'm a bit scared, because I haven't done oh, it. Oh, Ryan, I'm not going to talk to you. Ryan, Ryan. Why, don't you, why don't you ask Frank? Ryan, I'm not going to get people to phone in and with their, their give, give marks Advice. out of ten for DMT. For God's sakes, man. Are you, are you, are you really that stupid? <laughs> oh, Google God, it, mate. God, jeez. Uh, no, hang on. Aren't you supposed to be doing the responsible? You should do the responsible message. Don't do drugs. To. Google it. Here's the thing. We are now supposed to do it. Hey, you shouldn't really do drugs. But listen, I've, I was a massive junkie. I've done loads of drugs, and I know that people do drugs. And, you know, except people do drugs. I have to say that DMT is a, uh, is a particularly potent, powerful narcotic. Um, and um, don't phone up and ask us, should you do drugs or not? Because I, I don't know. 
I don't know what the answer is. Do, do whatever you want to do. He didn't even ask us that. He wanted other people to ring up and have a recommendation a process. Right, Ryan, you're, you're a prank caller, and, and I think that's the last time we'll, we'll welcome you on, because your pranks are lousy, mate. Yeah, it also wasn't worth the hassle. No. Stephen, Chris, Nigel, stay there. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, let's get through some of these uh, calls. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Helen. Hello there. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> You're live on talk radio, speaking to literally tens of people. What, what can we do for you this evening? <laughs> um, well, I've actually got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, I'm actually hosting a handu. Oh God. This weekend. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, I'm, I'm busy. I can't make it, I'm afraid, if that's what the question <laughs> is. Um, I just thought, because I know you guys are so good at rock, paper, scissors, yeah. whether you have any other good games that I could... Yeah. We do. Play. Hu- human Guess Who. Oh. Human Guess Who. Yeah. It's so you use... I mean, It only works if you've got an audience of 100 people, which is how we, <laughs> how we do it. Well, it could be a very short game. How many she- people come to this Hendu? Right, so there's eight of us. Oh, it's going to be so a short it's game. A small, it's a small Hendu. Helen, do you know? <laughs> do you, uh, have you listened long enough to know the game Adamant? Oh, well, I've listened um, for the last six months. All right, well, well you might have missed this. We're going to play Adamant, right? It's a music game. So I'm going to. It always starts with Adamant, and then Catherine has to then name an artist or a group that begins with the last letter of the previous artist. So, Adamant, it would be a T. We've decided that the does not count. So, the who would be W. Um, okay. And if, if it begins and ends with the same letter, it reverses <laughs> the other way. I'm going to go first, then Catherine, then you, Helen, okay? So, we're going to try it. Adam- okay. Adamant. <laughs> Tina Turner. So, you got to do one with an R. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't think he had... I wouldn't call him a pop Red art. Hot Chili Peppers. There we go. Red Hot Chili Peppers. That ends with an S. The S's are tough. Spice Girls. That begins and ends with an S. It back goes to back you. to you, Helen. Spice Girls. No, I've just said... Th- no. Oh. I- I've just said the Spice Girls. So you've got to do one that begins with S. Okay. Um, Fun. Slipknot. Hen- Slipknot. Go on, Catherine oh, right. T. To pal. You. Um, you too. That ends with an O, we'll say. So you've got to do one with an O, Helen. Oasis. Okay. Back to the, a lot of S's Spandau pop Ballet. Tanita <laughs> Tickerum. You get the idea, Helen. I get it, I get it. Yeah, that's, a fun, that's a fun game, right? I okay. would suggest making it into a drinking game, but I don't think you'll need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, all of these games we suggest involve copious amounts of booze. Or, Hendu, I don't know how Henny you're going. I mean, are you going to have, like, knob straws and stuff? Oh, no. It's Good. Not, it's going to be, well, hopefully it's going to be a bit more highbrow. All classy. right. Well, m- well, maybe there's some sort of classy forfeit you could do for people who, um... Slip up. My mum's going. My mum's going. So. <laughs> well, my mum came. Well, she didn't come to mind. She's banned. <laughs> so whose hen is it, Helen? My sister's. Uh-huh. Uh, um, um, first, uh, no, this is an appropriate question in 2019. First wedding? Uh, yeah, it is. Beautiful. It's exciting. It's, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's a guy that she met on Tinder oh. after about three weeks. 
And did she give him her phone number? Because that was very <laughs> ill-advised. They did. They what? She she, she they didn't get engaged. She did. She did give him her uh, phone number. Would ha- she would have to controversially. They yeah. didn't get engaged after three weeks. Uh, no, after probably about two months. Wow, that's still fast, isn't well, that's, it? That's only five weeks later than uh, my initial. So, so, yeah. so how long have they been together? Um, it's about less than a year. <sighs> Helen? You've got, to, you've got <laughs> to stop this wedding at any cost. <laughs> do you, do you think this is, do you think this is okay? I think it's okay, yeah. I'm, I'm all aboard. I'm all above board. He seems like a nice fella, does he? Yeah, he seems nice. All the jokes, all the above board jokes are because we're going on a boat. Okay. Are you drunk now, <laughs> Helen? Because I got, <laughs> that's the vibe I'm getting from you, a little tipsy. No, I'm not. Um, well, uh, so what, are you go, you say you're going on a boat. Is this a ferry or are you going on a cruise for Dis- this? No, we're just, disco boat. We've hired, we've hired a boat. Yeah, oh. it's a disco boat. We're going on the Norfolk Broads. It's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when are you doing it? Uh, Saturday. Mate, it's going to be freezing. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're going to have a laugh, but r- r- wear five pairs of knickers because it's going to be <laughs> so cold up there. So you're on a yeah. bar. Are you on a barge? No, well, we're only just going on the day on a boat. Okay, okay, okay. The rest of the time we'll be staying in a nice, cosy house. Okay, oh, that's all right. So it's not going to be like one of them booze cruises you get in, like, Magaluf, where you all jump off the (laughs) side with no tops on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my my mum wishes it was that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I can't think of any games that would be appropriate for a Hindu. Please, if you see any minor celebrities there... Do not approach them asking for a snog because it makes them really, really uncomfortable. I'll tell you that now. Do you remember, Catherine, we were yeah. out having dinner uh, <laughs> at Giraffe, right? Not exactly a classy place on the South Bank. And a woman came up. I could see this, this two women and a man were really looking at me and nudging and pointing. And then one came over and said, oh, my God, um, I, I love you or whatever. It's my birthday. Could you, would you my give... My friend's done me a dare. My friend's done me a dare. It's my birthday. Would you give me a kiss? And I went, No. No, I said happy birthday, but I'm not kissing you. I'll go. I'll go on. I said no, I'm not. I'm not going to give you a kiss. I don't know you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I think I was married also, at the point. I but also, he was sitting with me. They don't know what our relationship is. And it, it got really quite tense, and she was really pissed off that I wouldn't give her a kiss. It was very awkward. And I, but I, I wasn't that bothered because it was, it, I was, it was like her problem. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not. I, 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 I wish you a happy birthday. Have a great night. But no, I'm not going to give you a kiss. It's my. Imagine if I'd gone up. To, you know, to, I don't know, Carol Vaughan, you know, Carol, I've gone up to a woman and said it's my <laughs> birthday. Vaughan, Carol Vaughan, I'm not equating myself with that. Then. Who are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the female equivalent of me. Who would that, oh, it is a good game. Who's the oh, female okay, me? Here we go. Connie Huck. Sue Pollard. I'm, I'm proud of Sue Pollard. <laughs> but imagine if I went up to a woman and yeah. said it's my birthday, can I have a kiss? No. Go on, get away, rapist. I, I, would, I would, I would literally, well, I wouldn't punch you in the face. That's mean. <laughs> no, exactly. But you would you would make him feel unwelcome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Rightfully <laughs> so. It's your body. And it's the same applies to uh, men. Uh, I'll tell you what, for. Yeah. Oh, go, go, go see. <laughs> Helen, listen. Give us a call on um, Monday or Tuesday, whenever you've recovered, and let us know how it goes. Right, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a lovely, lovely time. What a nice, (laughs) what a nice sister to have. Yeah. 
Um, who is the female equivalent of me? I'm going in Huck. Connie Huck. Yeah, or Katie Hill, or someone like that. I would say I'm bigger than Katie Hill. Wow. I would say I'm, I'm saying bigger than All Katie right, Hill. Let's, let me rethink. It's a good game, this, isn't it? We can do, this is tomorrow's show. Who is the gender opposite person equivalent of, of certain celebrities? You start with me, but then we'll... Mm. It's fun, that, isn't it? All right, remind me. Gemma Collins. Oh, no, she's more famous than me. Yeah. She done in the money bag. She's way more famous than me. Um, let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Hi, and hello, Catherine. Hey, Stephen. My... My first time since February. I didn't want to be labelled a regular caller. You're not getting a bell for that, Stephen. If you think you're getting a bell for that, you're not getting a bell. <laughs> I'm not rooting around in my old sack okay. to, to give you a, a ding-dong. We get it, yeah. Okay. No, I spoke about performance arts and John Cage and things like that our last chat. I think you liked it. So you said I've, I've enjoyed that call. So I have a lasting memory of your appreciation. By the way, you said a female equivalent. How about Catherine Ryan for you, Ian? Who's that? Catherine Ryan. Com- com- uh, comedian? Don't know who she yeah. is. Blonde hair. Canadian, isn't she? Does your so. face or mine with Jimmy Carr? Oh, she's bigger than me. Mm. She's bigger than me. Oh, I know who she is. Oh, she's good, Catherine Ryan. She's oh, brilliant. she's bigger than me. I'm brilliant as well, but she's bigger than me. So t- she's funny. Oh. Right. Well, she's funny. Oh. <laughs> You're a dickhead, Catherine. Who's the male equivalent of Catherine Boyle? Oh, God, there isn't one. Catherine, the male equivalent of Catherine Boyle? What about... Um, what about the Stevie? You know Stevie, the lad who works down the chippy? <laughs> one, of, one of the bin men? I don't know Catherine that well. No, uh, nor do I. No one does. She's an enigma wrapped in a enigma mystery. Enigma dress is a bit too tight. <laughs> Trapped in something else, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm about to say, could I have a brief game of Adamant with you? Of course you can. Yeah, I'll start. Adamant, Catherine. Oh, oh you started already. <laughs> Tom Petty. Go on. Sorry, couldn't do that. Tom Petty, it's, got, it's a why. Oh, why? Well, because we're playing the game. That's the way it goes, mate. Oh, so Yardbirds. Um, uh, uh, Stephen Stills. That's a double S. It goes back, back to, to you, Stephen. Stephen. Oh, it's a D-Nice band. Nine. N. D-Nice band. Nana Cherry. No. Y. Yellow. That's an O. Oasis. Swing Out Sister. Um, Richie Valance. That's an S. The cat. Oh, Scissor Sisters. Ten, Back to you. Nine. Who did he say? Scissor Sisters. Um, spiritualized. Duran Duran. The Newman Brothers. Two, one. <laughs> the Newman Brothers. <laughs> That was terrible! The Newman Brothers! Come on. <laughs> Come on, Stephen. The New- <laughs> he could have got Neil Diamond, um, Neil Nick, Young, Nick Kershaw, Nick Cave. all these people. Anyway. Oh, I know. Can I ask you a question? You can certainly ask sing me a question. It, I may not sing answer. Seeing as it's Halloween. Now, I'm not going to give a spoiler, and I'm not asking you for a spoiler, So, but I've seen the movie of Ghost Stories, 
Um, now, oh, because I had him on the brain, Nyman. That was why I was thinking of N. That's my okay. excuse. I could think of, you know, an N yeah. band. Now, would you say that the performance on stage at the Hammersmith that you and Catherine have seen, yes, is it basically it. the same format as the film? I've not, seen the, I've not seen the film, so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, is it? Right, I'm not going to give spoilers. It's what they would call, what do you call, it's not a compendium. Portmanteau, it's like three stories. Yes, well, and that's the, 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 the the thing. No, there's a, there's a word for it when it's like a TV program. What, 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 if it's a horror film, if it's a horror film, they do, in the different, um, uh, list of movies and things like that. They call it a portmanteau. There's also horror. another word. There's also portmanteau, but there's also another word. Uh, there's also another word f- for it. Uh, I can't think what it is. But yes, it sounds like it's it's similar. So we got the three. And no, 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 no,
have a sustained career on TV because we judge, we as a society, judge women differently on their ageing. Mm. Carol Smiley. I thought, I, I thought Carol Smiley was a great TV presenter. Just what you want from a, from someone presenting those kind of shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, there are some women who manage to sustain. Oh, I mean, yeah. look at Lorraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's of done it. But they are the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. And the weird thing is, I feel like in this society, um, you're not taken seriously as an adult, as a woman, mm. until you reach a certain age. Yeah. And that's usually past the age that women are seen as being useful for television purposes. It's like Selena Scott disappeared. I think maybe she, she disappeared for a while out of choice. I think i'm sure i read that i might have got that wrong though um i like i used to like selena scott when she's filling in for wogan and you know and and these people you know of course i could name plenty of men that you don't see anymore that have fallen out of favor but i think it's i do think it's harder for a woman to sustain we haven't talked about the samira ahmed thing we'll talk about that tomorrow because i find that such a fascinating story it is harder for a woman to sustain yeah a long television career um yeah. What you don't get is the older woman, younger man thing, which is the opposite of the very common older man. All the time, Philip Schofield, Holly Willoughby. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what is that relationship? It'd be unusual for for those people to be friends, which is, I guess, what they're supposed to yeah. be, or is he supposed to be the uncle so, so who's in charge? Fatherly, and, I think it's supposed to be a fatherly. But there's a definite seniority thing going on, yeah. isn't there? And yeah. it's never the woman. Um Anyway, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Count Dracula. Good evening, Count. Hello. As we go through the keyhole, Count Dracula here. I'm not doing Brexit tonight. I'm not doing Brexit tonight. Count Dracula's got better things on his mind. We go through the keyhole, through my house and bedroom, to the bathroom. Hello, Catherine. Oh. Are you there? Is this Count Dracula or Lloyd Grossman? Why are you going through the keyhole? Can you not open doors? He can't fly through keyholes. You've missed yourself the underneath door. the door jam. Yeah. I just opened the castle door. The castle door. As we go through the passage, the back passage. Oh no, oh, good. I don't. I'm not. Up we for go that. through the passage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get it. What's wrong with your voice, Dracula? Uh, Nigel, are you losing it? No, he's Dracula here. He's oh, still here. Still, he's still here. Are you feeling croaky because you had no, steak for tea? For the night. Get it. Get it? All right then. I give in. I give in. Yeah, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too bad, was it? That no. was good. That I enjoyed I'm that. I'm not doing Brexit tonight. I'm not doing Brexit tonight. Don't do Brexit tonight. tonight. Please don't do Brexit. Place, it's a signal for you tonight because it's, it's frosty out. You see. Um. It should be better with frost outside. Should it? Oh, that's why well, he was doing through the keyhole because anyway. frost, frost is outside. As we go through the keyhole, Bridget's going through the keyhole with me. Keyhole surgery. She's got a bit of trouble digging through the hole. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, so you're not doing Brexit, which is great. Yes. You're not doing sense either, which is. Am I live on air, by the way? Yeah, we're on the radio, mate. We're not having a chat. My throat's got a bit sore now, actually. My throat's sore, never mind. Is it the frost? Dracula, I think. Frost has made it sore. Frost has made it sore. <laughs> stop! Just stop. I've got no, I've got that no David internet. Frost. You've got no, no internet. Good. Give, give, give it a rest. You'll go blind. Yeah, it'll I fall off. Rest. That's a myth. Hello. Uh, happy Halloween to everybody. Happy ha- Halloween. I don't think we say that, do we? Top of the what? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan. She's been listening. Don't mean you wish her a happy Halloween. And, and um, and um, what's 
The what, sorry? <laughs> yep, okay. Happy Halloween to all those people. All those so, people. Happy Halloween. On Facebook. Oh, if you go to my Facebook now, I've got me in a mask doing Count Dracula on YouTube. Uh, I'm not, not going to see that. that. No, I it's, don't it's like... It's a special I, video. I don't like video nasties. But if you've got time to look later on... I'm a bit busy. Everybody. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your top on in this one? Or tonight? Did you want a song? Hmm? Um, it's, it's not a great line. I, I know the science... Oh, I'll just move into the kitchen. It's better in the kitchen. I, I mean, every, every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, well, it was all right just in the hall, wasn't it? The back passage. No. Um, it's not all right. Oh, hello. 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 Yes, I'm here. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, go on, do us a song. Do us a quick one. Now, what should I do? A uh, quick one. Do I'm into the moon? Yeah, sure, why not? But that, we got to go... Because right, Count Dracula... He always comes out when the moon's out. It does. Well, night time, yeah. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Do it in the Dracula voice. Oh, yeah, do it in the Dracula voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fly me to the moon. Let me play amongst the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter or Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, darling, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. Yeah. Right. You will be with me together and adore. <laughs> I love you so. I love you too. It's Count Dracula here for you. Thank you very much, Count Dracula. Have a Count happy Dracula. Halloween. That was terrifying. Lord Vampire himself. <laughs> I love it on the Lego, the Legoland advert. They've got, um, a vampire rider. Have you seen this? They've got a vampire rider. They have a vampire character who dresses in the smart, you know, tuxedo kind of thing with the cape and the, the slick back black hair. But they've obviously not got the license to count Dracula because they call him Lord, Lord vampire. vampire. Lord <laughs> Vampire. No, it's the, we, we call him Count Dracula. Well, we didn't get the we didn't get the the, the the license from the Stoker Estate. Damn. Could we get away with Lord Vampire? Looks to the lawyer. I think we can. All righty! Open that Lord Vampire ride! <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Good evening, Chris. There, and just, just when we thought we had too much vibe, here comes Chris to suck a little bit of it out. Chris, what can we do for you tonight? Well, apparently, uh, Catherine is an idiot. Well, no, I think I contested that quite strongly. <laughs> Point number two <laughs> in this portmanteau of points. <laughs> I know I, I haven't got a point. I, I, no, I we know we worked point. that out a long time ago, Chris. <laughs> oh, shut up, cheeky there we, kid. There you go. It's two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to come down and watch your show you in won't. Cardiff. You're not. You won't. You're not. You won't. Am I banned? From what? Because I've been banned from many places. You're not uh, banned from our show. You won't come. You'll you'll t say you'll come, and then no, the day I before, I, I the, day be the day before, you'll tell us you're not going to come. No, to, no, by the way, Piers, no one's coming to the Cardiff show. <laughs> Thanks everyone who told us we have to come to Wales for not buying tickets, tickets to our show told? in Wales. How many tickets? We've sold eleven. Oh bloody hell! I, I, <laughs> eleven. I, I'll have to ring some people up. Or you've got to come to Wales. I'll have to ring some people up and drag them down there. You've got to come to Wales. Oh, you've got to come to Wales. Oh, you'll be audience in Wales. 
we book a show in Wales. Oh no, can't make it then, I'm afraid. No, no, not Cardiff, what, no. What, what do you call it? Eh? I call it, um, well, you put it on a joking voice now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I call it Welsh. I think, I, I think that's terrible, actually. I think it's better than yours. What? Your Welsh voice. It's terrible. Yours is awful. I speak like I speak. Yeah, exactly. And I speak like you spoke. So, we're even. Can't argue with that spoken. logic. No. He can, he spoken. will. Fewer spoken than less than have done. Don't oh, I, I got an hospital appointment tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you're talking about, um... Is this to check your balls out? Okay, how are you feeling about it? Because you were very nervous about it before, and you can't, you, you oh, walked canceled. out before, didn't you? I, yeah. I, I, I cancelled it twice. Yeah. Don't cancel it tomorrow, Chris. Go, do, 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 do go if you I, can. I, I... Is that your balls knocking together? <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, don't, uh, what, what was the, those old things you used to have as a kid? Clackers. <laughs> is that, is what you mean? They got banned, didn't it, they? Yeah, I think they did get banned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's got a pair in his pants. <laughs> um, listen, yeah. we're jo no, we're joking, Chris, but because uh, I want, I, I, I'm joking partly because I want you to know it's all right to talk about balls and testicles and bollocks and nuts and whatever. And I talk to my boys well, about I, all no, of those I, things. There's no, there's nothing to be embarrassed about talking about those things. And I hope you are able to go through know, with your I, appointment I, I, tomorrow. I, I'm going to put my my nice pants on. Tomorrow. There you oh. go, you see, you never know. Doctor Here, might fall in love with you. Here's the thing. We all know that the doctor is just looking at the bit that you are complaining about and is not taking notes. I'm not complaining about it, Catherine. You are, you're saying not. that you're saying you're worried about them. I, I think I've got cancer. Well, I know you do, I know you do, and that's why you need to go and make sure exactly. you've got to go for this appointment tomorrow. But what I was going to say is, we all say that we know that the doc, we know in our heads that the doctor is just looking at us like, you know, a car engine and which bit is, where, where is there possibly a problem, right? But at the same know, time, I, it's our, it's our private parts, we're not used to, most of us are not used to yeah. flashing them about, and I've got to admit that before I had my children, I made sure I was yeah. tidy. <laughs> What because I didn't want them writing it, writing on my notes. She's perfectly healthy, but downstairs is a flipping disgrace. I, I know that. <laughs> there, Chris, there you'll is, be all right. Chris, there is nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, and you've got to go. Daryl Morris has just checked in. Daryl, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably seem a little out of phase as you've only just walked in. Okay. You ever had a doctor look at your balls? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Have, have you? How would you feel? Charlie, yes, I have. How, how, how? No, not the, not the, not that bit. <laughs> a bit further up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the, the perineum. The main one. The main okay, the, the, the willy. The, the willy bit. And it's the a willy. bit, it could be a bit embarrassing. But yeah, and also they had, the, yeah. she had a, there was also a female, uh, quite a young female mm -hmm. sort of trainee in, yeah. in the room as well, which made me quite feel quite uncomfortable. Bonus. But, well, no, yeah. Was there a bonus? <laughs> no. Uh, see, Chris, listen, it's, it, it's, it can be a little bit embarrassing, but yeah. the, the, it's like, it's like going to I a mechanic know. and showing them your clutch. Totally. Well, that's women, but, um, totally. uh, go and, go and get it checked out, mate. I got to, It'll be, I can't, yeah. I can't split twice. I know you can't split twice. Listen, we have to go, Chris. It'll be worth going. Right. What, just quickly, what time's the appointment tomorrow? Half past three. Half past three. I'm going to be thinking of you. I won't be thinking of your nutsack, but I'll be thinking of you, Chris. <laughs> and I think about my nuts. I would like you to come on tomorrow <laughs> and just let us know. You don't have to tell us what happened or the results, but just let us know that you've made the appointment. Would you do that for us? I know I, 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 I know I'm going to 
go nuts. Thank you very much Sorry, indeed. He's I'm, writing his own material. I'm, I'm, Chris, I'm listen, we have to go because I want to hear again. what's on, on, on Daryl's show because I need to cleanse the palate after the rubbish of the last three hours. Give oh. us a call, give us a call to, tonight and let us know that you went, alright mate? I like listening to your show. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. It just happened to, it happens to all of us. We'd yeah, all rather not, wouldn't we? It happens to all of us. I had a finger yeah. up my bum. Um, that was not a doctor, was it? It was a bloke at a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a finger up my bum, check my, check my prostate. And, yeah. you, and I, I apologised to the doctor, I said to her, really sorry you've got to do this. She went, oh, I do it all the time. Was it, it was a her, was it? It was a her, yeah. Was that alright? How was that? It was fine, I've not got a problem with a doctor. I'm at an age now, I don't no, care. Yeah. Smear tests, right? My oh. last one I went on, the woman that was doing it, the only nurse there at the doctor's practice, I kind of know. Oh no. And while she was down there, she was talking about how my husband was getting on at the cricket. Now, Ooh. on that bombshell, we haven't got any time, but do listen to Daryl after one o'clock. It's all we listen to it on the drive home. It's always a cracking listening. We'll be back tonight at 10, God willing. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.